Max RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Why, hello, welcome to season... It's been so long. (laughs) Season 22, episode 4 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. Stork, I just found my mic. Adam Adam told me where my mic was. He's like, is that yours? I'm like, ah! Ah, It's been a while. We got it. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Adam. Uh, In this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, we're going to be talking about co-GMing and kind of a different way of doing co-GMing. Jonas Larson sends us an email Stephen from Atlanta sends praise and ideas for Ten Candles. Uh, and Matt asks about con game etiquette, specifically when to bail. <laughs> I'm assuming that involves maybe at least a partial horse. Yes. Oh, let's <laughs> hope so. <laughs> yeah. Really. God. But first, before we begin, if you'd like to email us, and we could use emails, so we haven't gotten very many in a, long, in a while now. Um, in fact, in the last two weeks, I don't think I've gotten any. You know what? what? Though, can I just say mm-hmm. for let's let's just I'm going to make up a number and a statistic, but let's say for every thousand people that listen, one people to, one person decides to write in. It's, it's more a, than that. It's yeah. astonishing to me because I listen to a couple of podcasts and things, and it never occurs to me to even write in ever. I, mm-hmm. I, I right. would be interested in anything that I have to say or ask. So I'm amazed at how many people write in. So keep doing it. Please yes, do it. Please. It's, oh, yes. it's awesome. It's really hard work to come up with topics otherwise, <laughs> right? <laughs> But if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We're also on the social medias. Yes. <laughs> Twitter. Not the social asteroids. No. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, the face bag. Yeah. At happyjacksrpg, all one word. Yes. Thank you. That wasn't that funny. Thank you. Thank you. No, it was funny. Not that social media Can we keep him around for the courtesy lap? <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm- he still thinks I'm funny, Stu. It's true. I, I think do. you're hysterical. What? <laughs> I think Stork is funny. I think he's lying. <laughs> no, funny. I do. I think Stork is funny. You, you're just not saying looking at the end of it. I think Stork is funny looking. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I was going to say funny big nose. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, Stork. mean it? to you. Yeah, I, I am. Right. It's been 25 years. You're used to it. I can, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm married with kids. He can't hurt me. <laughs> 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 Do your work. Immune. Two daughters. <laughs> oh my god. Three Ooh. actually. But Three yeah. daughters. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. Lord. Oh, count my adopted. Yeah. Oh. Teenage daughters. Teenage. Yeah. 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 Fortunately, uh, only one of them is. But that's all right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, you can also, if you'd like to watch this live, mm. uh, you can go to happyjacks.org/live, and we record the show at 7 p.m. Pacific time on Friday nights. And of course, we have all of our actual plays. On Sundays and Mondays and some Wednesdays and some Saturdays, mm-hmm. and we're kind of all over the place right now. There is a yeah. schedule, though. Yes. Yeah, if you go to happyjacks.org/schedule, it's not quite complete, but there is a schedule. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, you're right. I have to add blood vein. I think if you go under watch, this is where the schedule is now. So if if you if you just go to happyjacks.org and couldn't remember the rest, and I think you go to watch, the schedule is at the top of that because I checked it recently because I didn't know what games oh. I was doing and when yeah. it was. Right. <laughs> so I myself. Check our actual yeah. schedule to find out what I'm doing. <laughs> As do I. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kimmy. Good job, Kimmy. <laughs> well, I look on Saturdays. Is this Saturday there's a game, or can I walk around in my underwear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So I'm walking around in my underwear. Thank wait, you. Wait, Kimmy, what was your title that people came up with? Mistress of... Uh, Organ- Sultana of oh. Organization? Yes, Sultana <laughs> of Organization. Yes. 
I love that. My coworkers actually, for my end of the year gift, gave me um, a T-shirt that says "Spreadsheet Queen." <laughs> <laughs> like it's actually a piece of clothing I own now. I'm like, yes, yes, I love it. Oh, uh, and on Sunday is <laughs> session zero of Blood, Blade, and Tusk. Yes. Rah. Also, if you want to get Moment of Truth, the core rules, there's no setting to it. Um, it's available. You can go to momentoftruthrpg.com or you can go to DriveThruRPG and there's a pay what you want option. And it's okay to pay zero if you want. And what is Moment of Truth? That is the role playing yes. game that I've been working on for the last four or five years. Yes. Oh. Oh. And the first edition is done. Yes. What's your elevator pitch on Moment of Truth, Stu? It's a role-playing game that's kind of the role-playing game that I would like to play. Ah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's, it's, it's surprisingly rules-light for something for somebody who says he likes to play on the bottom of a pile of crunch. The, <laughs> the, the last few revisions got a little crunchier. Mm-hmm. I added combat mm-hmm. conditions. I also added... Uh, uh, spells. Like, spells crunch it up. Spe- mm, well, the yeah. magic system, but that's not published yet. Ah. Um, I also added... Um, I, I don't. I, they're not called traits, but for weapons. So some weapons are unwieldy or balanced or quick mm-hmm. or uh, suppressive, like an M60 machine gun. <laughs> Just simply hearing it Wait. makes it difficult. And are to you uh, asking for feedback since you posted it? Oh, there? no. It's published. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. it's so, mean, don't, so don't give me feedback. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to give me feedback for the second edition, <laughs> you can do that. Because there are some things. Of course, as soon as it's done... It's like what, what, what's, what's the saying? Um, no poetry is finished; it's only abandoned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. that's kind of what ha- it's like. I'm just going to put it to bed, and and I, I already have notes on on revisions yes. that I probably true with my children too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. RPG is finished; it's only waiting for its next edition. Exactly. Right. Only waiting for the editor to finish their job. <laughs> right. They really shouldn't call them editions; they should call them drafts. It's D and D first draft, D and D second D&D draft, D and D. Yeah. All right. So, so co-GMing. Yeah. Now, yes. we, let me let me kind of because we, we've talked about this three or four times. In the yeah. Past, I think. And we've talked about co-GMing. Having two GMs all the time, right? Which is the way we, like, you, you like and Dave and I have done it. Which is we'll, yeah. we'll we'll just sort of together, and one of us will do something, and the other, and the, but, but it's sort of a it's like an improv comedy thing where we mm-hmm. both work off each other, and then the outcomes as yeah. one yep. as and, one of mine. But there's even even prior to the game, yes, there's, there's a division of work yeah. with regards to well, prep. And, but there's at least at least a plotting session together where we get together and, and work mm-hmm. stuff and hand stuff, and you do this and I'll do this and we'll try this and okay, and, and we have there's at least. Some ground rules that would the, be my phone. Uh, the, um, Apparently, you know, we're the, live. The way I had always heard about it before was, uh, you know, especially with D and D, there's so much prep and so much, you know, research and stuff. And so there would be one person who was kind of leading the game, and then another person doing all the like rules lookups and right. the and you know organizing the monsters and sometimes playing NPCs and things like that. Right. Yeah. When I've done it in the in the past, I've only done it a few times. Um, when Dave and I did it. He basically mostly ran the game. Mm-hmm. My contribution was mostly in prep, uh-huh. and and we had a like a, a a OneDrive document that both of us could look at, and I would sit and add a bunch of stuff in it, and he would. Uh, oh, you want some more chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bring the whole bag down here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Farther away from me now. And uh, <laughs> but th- th- I also co GM'd with. Bill, when we ran uh, mm-hmm. the GURPS fantasy thing, the, the Eldemy game that switched systems to me. You've times. done a couple of. Well, you also did a. You also did a, a Champions game uh, at a con mm. with Kojima yeah. with him. With, with, mm. Yeah, and, and and you've done it in the past as and, well. But in in that Eldemy game, 
we really kind of divided on almost like GM who's fan of the characters mm-hmm. and the adversary GM. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Because Bill yeah. ran the combats. Yeah. Whereas I was mostly about the narrative parts of things and when a combat would happen, I don't know, at least for me, because if you are fans of the characters, sometimes it's kind of hard to be the ruthless <laughs> bad guy who's going after the characters and right. he really wants to try to kill them. Yeah. So and, and Bill's a motherfucker and really good with tactics and strategy. <laughs> oh, nice, oh, it's nice. just yeah. I'm a I, shit tactician. I have finally met Bill. I oh, know, yeah, yeah. yeah, I met Bill a, a week or two ago when he don't, was here. Don't let so. this nice jolly demeanor fool you. <laughs> yeah, he was very pleasant. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's all a ruse. <laughs> but it, but it, th- that was kind of an interesting division because it's really hard for me when I'm. When I'm yeah. it really invested in the game, and I and I have become a fan of the characters, mm-hmm. to, to actually kill them, it's yeah. you know I, I won't do those really ruthless things that Bill had no hesitation in doing. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to make a called shot for his eyes because I'm going to try to blind this guy. Because yeah. t- tactically speaking, that's the right move to do. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 I well, mean, you got to figure these these people are in combat for their lives. They're yeah. they're going to yeah. come out ahead. And especially, like, when I've run D&D, like, I find that to be a real problem or a weakness uh, that I have as a DM because I I will, I will generally, like, because of the PBTA uh, focus that I tend to have, being a fan of the characters is a huge thing for me. And so when I try to switch over to something like Dungeon or Dungeons & Dragons and I'm supposed to be the DM, it's really hard for me to play that adversarial role. And I do pull my punches in combat, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in order to let them shine. And it makes it too easy for them sometimes. Yeah, when you water and, it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I have those moments when I'm running D&D where I'm like, oh, I, I, I know what the tactical best move is, but I could kill every single character right now. Right. But you can't really in, that, in D&D. Well, depending yeah, on which yeah. edition, but really you can. Yeah. You'll yeah. just, just piss your players off. You right. can't actually kill them. Exactly, yeah. Without yeah. a lot of work. Right. <laughs> I mean, in fourth edition, you can de- deplete their their... Dailies and yes. all yeah. that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Fifth edition, you got that those death rolls, and those, yeah, it takes it's a monumental effort to actually uh-huh. have a character die. Yeah. yeah, although I played the um, a couple of sessions of the Tomb of Annihilation in the meat grinder mode, which mm-hmm. is where the death saves are uh, it's a, a DC fifteen instead of a DC ten, so so it's much more likely you're going to die. Yeah, <laughs> oh, are there yeah. saves versus death in that? Yeah. So so basically, when you're reduced to zero hit points. Uh, you you get three death saves. So oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So every round, uh, at, you know, the for every round you roll, and if you accumulate uh, enough, if you accumulate three successes before three failures, then you stabilize and you're going to be okay. If you get three <coughs> failures before three saves, then then you die. That was so a four like, e thing, I think, as well. Didn't we? Did we I, have that? As it a might have. I don't remember. I it never to, got it to that point. I could never get yeah. hit points ground down enough where it mattered. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it might. Yeah, fourth edition was really really easy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but um, but yeah, it's. Uh, it, I I kind of like it because there is that sort of tension of the of the roll and it is just a straight roll and a 50/50 chance. Right. Um you know and is and if somebody gets to you in time and saves you, you know, right. you're you're fine but but it it can be it can be a really nice tense thing. But mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, I uh I do I do games to tell stories. And so for me 
the idea of killing characters should only be done if it's really going to be an amazing moment in the story. Right. And so I tend to not play, or you know, especially when I'm GMing, I tend to not GM uh, in a way that. I'm trying to kill the characters. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make it really hard for them to succeed. Right. But they are uh, like I do. Kind of always plan that they are going to <coughs> succeed one way or another. Right. Mm-hmm. And you want you want combat to have drama in it. It can't. Yeah. It's not going to have right. drama unless there's an actual real danger of death. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So do you think that having that second person, who is kind of more bloodthirsty, I guess. <laughs> Like, is it help or a hindrance in those situations? Talking, like, getting back to co-jamming. I think it made for a more honest combat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't hit, I mean, I wouldn't, because basically they were fighting a bunch of small demons plus one sort of greater demon. Mm-hmm. And that greater demon could deal a lot of damage. And he he didn't bl- completely, bl- like, I think he partially blinded Tyler's character. Yeah. Mm. And and that was um, but that was a great moment. Oh yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And it's not something I think I would have done no. if I was yeah. solo GMing. Right, and it mm-hmm. ended up being something that like carried through the rest of the campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he ended up like losing an eye, and that's like mm-hmm. a sacred that's yeah. like a sacred wound for an orc because Grumsh has one eye, right? Oh right, yeah, yeah. Oh nice. <laughs> so it ended up being this thing where like other people later blinded themselves to like also be part of the group. So nice. it ended up being a huge right. thing. Yeah. It's so just what Tyler's know. always wanted. He had a cult following. Him. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, yeah. but now you guys have yeah. done something that I have never heard of before, <clears throat> which is you are GMing separately. Yes, like one of you is playing a character and the other one is GMing in the same game. In the same yes. game, which I mean, from session to Amazing. session, I've heard of that sort of like a round robin GMing. Yeah, but you guys are actually switching seats. In, in the middle of one session. In the yeah yeah, and, and that's something I've never heard of. Before. Yeah, so uh, so uh, for those who don't know, um, I'm currently co-running the Monster Hearts game uh, here on Happy Jacks every other Monday night um, with, and I'm co-running this with Mac. And so when we when we first started talking about this game, uh, you know, there was discussion about who was going to run it. Because we both really wanted to play, but we were also both really excited about running and totally willing to run. And so what we settled on was, okay, we're both, we'll co-GM this. And, um, and we got together and we brainstormed about setting ideas, and then we did the session zero. And, and, and our plan was we will, uh, you know, uh, Mac would start out and run about two or three sessions in a, a story arc. And then that arc would come to a conclusion, and then I would take over and run two or three sessions. And we would both make player characters, and the um, and while she was GMing, her player character would be an NPC, and while I was GMing, my character would become an NPC. So you know, so they would both get some time. Uh, you know, both characters would get some time, uh, but they wouldn't really be a, uh, any kind of focus. Or get to roll or anything like that when uh, you know when the person playing them is in the GM seat. More of, that's kind of yeah. a more traditional sort of round robin GM. Yes, yeah, story. and and this is something that I've I've done with uh, Jason Mills uh, several times. Uh, we've we've done it for D anD D. We've done it for several PBTA games. Uh, we did it for some Star Wars games and uh, um, and uh, Masks game. For those um, for those of you who want to catch oh. up, Jason Mills is uh, running Demigods currently on Happy Jacks. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. He's got the Mohawk. Just, just concluded. Ended. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, uh, yeah. And the, um, 
so so Jason and I started gaming together uh, about three years ago when we first met, and uh, and we we both fell in love with masks when it came out. I ran the beta at a little mini con at our nerd strong gym that Kimmy organized. <coughs> and, uh, Jason was going to run a different game and, uh, and, uh, nobody signed up for his game. And so Aww. I know, I know <laughs> we were sad. So but you ran a game at that one. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, you it. did. Oh, I can't believe I didn't meet you then. Well, but. he was the fat one in the gym. <laughs> I was the fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> How many could there be? <laughs> right? That's why nobody avoided it. No, we are we are a gym for nerds. There are there are lots of fat people, and There's it's awesome. Yes. Um, Sorry, Stu. <laughs> it's an easy. It was a cheap this, shop, but uh, it's just like. Also, this was when I first started, so I was I was fat then too. So, um, but anyway, nobody had signed up for Jason's Wild Talents game that he was going <laughs> to run. So, so he jumped over because I was running Masks. It was in the beta version, mm-hmm. and uh, so he jumped over and played Masks with us. And uh, and at the end of it, he was like, "What is this powered by the apocalypse <laughs> thing is, that has what is changed this my life? New shiny I've never <laughs> yeah. seen." So um, and he realized like this was the system he'd been waiting for his whole life, right. and um, and well, now he's written a PBTA. Well, game. I was going to say not, not only yeah. did he get a glass of Kool Aid, he's like bought the whole family. Oh yeah, yeah, he's got his own new yeah. call. And, uh, I'll take He's, credit for that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Kimmy gets credit for a lot, a lot of, of stuff <laughs> right now. No, totally deserved. Um, but uh, but yeah, so people together. Uh, so so we started Masks home game, mm-hmm. uh, and Kimmy uh, played with us in that several times. Uh, and uh, Jason uh, was starting as the GM, but but he also wanted to play, <coughs> and so after a few sessions, uh, you know, he came to kind of a natural story arc conclusion and. Uh, and, um, and I don't remember whose idea it was, but I'm like, I'll take over. I'll you know, I'll GM for a story arc, and then and then that way uh, you can play your character a little more. Or actually, it was vice versa. I started as the GM, and then he mm-hmm. uh, he took over for the second story arc, and um, and so I created a new character and, and jumped in there. Um, but, but yeah, and then then we would just kind of flip, and then every two or three sessions, mm-hmm. when a story arc kind of came to a natural transition we would flip over and so I would do one front and he would do the other so so I tended to focus on the the adult super team that was uh, trying to exercise control over the teenage superheroes and then he would focus on the evil corporation that was the source of uh, several of our characters powers okay. and um, and so so we kind of ran separate you kind of had your own domains yes okay. exactly yeah and so I didn't really deal a whole lot with the corporation and he didn't really deal a whole lot with the adult super team uh, but we would kind of reference it once in a while and uh, and you know and we we were doing this uh, Dungeons and Dragons game at the same time where uh, uh, we were co-jamming with another friend of ours so th- so there were three of us kind of wow. rotating out okay. uh, wow, DM yeah. duties so <laughs> For me, when we started talking about co-GMs on the Monster Hearts game, it was comp- it was just natural. It was, it was like, oh yeah, I, I know how to do this. I've done it several times now, and uh, so so. But I I put it to Mac that like let's do this thing that Jason and I have done. Like you have a front and I have a front, and then when I'm in the GM seat, we'll focus on my story arc, and when you're in the GM seat, we'll focus on yours, and we'll switch off every few episodes. Um, so uh, she ran the first 
session, and then uh, and then the second session, uh, she was <laughs> like her work had gotten insane, and yeah. she was exhausted, and uh, she's like, "Would you like to take over, maybe, no. so you help?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Absolutely! Like, I got you." And so so I switched off, and it was just it was just so natural. <laughs> like it, it just it just kind of worked, and um, and it allowed her character to very. Uh, you know, much more quickly come into the to the story and interact with the characters, and um, there was this moment when uh, so she had she had gotten back in the GM seat and uh, and Tappy's character went to visit her character, and I'm like, oh, I know what to do here, and and so I'm like, she should get to do this. Not have it, not have it handled as an NPC. Exactly, right. yeah. I'm like, I'm like, let's really get into this scene because it's such a great idea, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I'm like, can <coughs> can I jump in as GM here? And she's like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, and it just it just kind of fit. And then the next session, I I was in the GMC, and and there was this moment for my character that another uh, PC initiated, and and she's like. I got it. <laughs> and she's like, I think you need to roll. <laughs> like, and uh, so, and we just, it just kind of naturally developed. So now we're, we're trading off who's in the main seat and, you know, and leading the introductions and uh, uh, working the focus, uh, uh, trading off session by session. But we've, we've just come to recognize those moments in the story when it's time for the person GMing, their character needs to be front and center for a scene or two. And and so we'll just take over from this scene. Mm-hmm. First and, of all, I have to yeah. say that's yeah. very, yeah. very observant of both of you. You guys are both open to that that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. That, and, and you're not neither of you are hogging it, neither of you are mm-hmm. writing scripts, neither of you are are playing. And maybe that's maybe that's part of power by the apocalypse, which is it's really player driven. Well that that's mm-hmm. one of the things I mean I've never run Powered by the Apocalypse games but I've played a couple and, and it seems to be a very there seems to be a lot of symmetry when it comes to um, collaboration yeah. yes I mean everyone's putting things in there's not a lot of secrets right there's mm-hmm. not a lot of a lot of GM <laughs> prep that he has to keep well that's my, that's my point a lot of stuff is being created at the table yes. but in I mean, that moment most RPGs are more asymmetrically yes. collaborative mm-hmm. Where you've got the GM who has these are the plans the bad guys have. I'm keeping this stuff close to the yeah. vest. I'm not letting them out because I, I want to surprise them. Right, mm-hmm. right. And it's two entirely different ways of doing a role playing game. I don't know if that would work. Well, and in, 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 in other in, in a more that, traditional. That's game. what I was going to yeah. ask. Yeah, how do you keep metagaming from happening? And, yeah. and, and I don't know if there is such a thing in Powered by the Apocalypse. There, really. Yeah, there it, is. Sort of. Yeah, because if you're privy it's, to information and you both, both you and Mac know, how do you keep that yeah. from influencing the game? I mean, you, you just have. I mean, you have to be fucking adults. Well, right. Like, you have to just it's be <laughs> like. <laughs> it's, it's not as it's, simple as that. No, but you have to actually like be cognizant of. Hey, I know this, but my character doesn't. Which actually sometimes, like. There can be times where you like I've played other games like D and D and stuff where I've guessed I've made guesses that I don't think my character would guess. Uh-huh. Where I almost feel like that was more metagaming than in a Powered by the Apocalypse game where I knew what was happening, but I'm like, okay, my character does not know this is happening. Yeah. What would my character do in this situation not knowing that? But yeah. there's there's the problem of Schrodinger's metagaming. Right, but you're never going to completely lose that because cats come and tell you what's going on. The the only way, and let me just describe what I mean by that. Okay, thank you. If 
I'm a player in a game, and another player has a secret. My character doesn't know the secret, mm-hmm. but I have either figured it out or mm-hmm. overheard it during character creation or mm-hmm. accidentally mm-hmm. found out about it as a player. I start second guessing myself on would I have come up with this thing that I want to do right now if I didn't have that information? Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's difficult to know if you are either subconsciously metagaming. I mean, honest, yeah. actual, real, fucked up metagaming, mm-hmm. n- I, none of our players. No, yeah. Most, right. and, and that's most easy to spot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah. but that it's that second guessing, which can, I think, mm-hmm. cause the character of the player who has the knowledge he's not supposed to have yeah. mm-hmm. to actually play that character in a more obtuse way Possibly. than they would because mm-hmm. they don't they, they don't want to metagame or they don't want to be seen as metagaming yeah. so so maybe they'll even err on the side of dumbness where the character may have been something that they could have It gives me a whole new respect for R2 because he knew everything all <laughs> right? this time right? and, and never time. told never, anyone. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think <laughs> he could have metagamed it. Well, I think also part of that is... Um, like it, that's also player agency. Like they get yes. to play as obtuse as they want. Like if they think that's how that character would play it, then who are you, who are we to say that that's not I'm correct? Not, right. No, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that this is not something where people are going to judge the player. It's no. the player judging themselves, or the right. yeah. the GM. Yeah. Well, right. and I I think that uh, you know uh, there's there's this certain element of uh, of you know the more traditional role playing games where you're you're supposed to not try to to uh, uh, how do I say that? Well, so there, there's a there's a difference in the collaboration of the story. Yeah. Uh, so in traditional role playing games, there is a story that the GM knows that the players are supposed to figure out. In in Powered by the Apocalypse and some of the other story games, there is a collaboration of the story, and the GM doesn't know any more about how the story is going to go than the player it's does. It's a very fluid thing and, at the yeah. table. I yeah, mean, it really truly is. And that's, yeah. I, I've started running all my games that way though. Like, and I've yes. done it with Wild Talents. Yeah. I've done it. Like, I don't think it's necessarily the mechan- like the mechanics of the right. game aren't aren't necessary that way. Like, there's a, yeah. a, cu- a couple occasions where you like. You need to have a bad guy, and in some systems, it's harder to do that than others uh-huh. to just come up with one. But most systems have at least like the you know the in Wild Towns there's like that encyclopedia in the back of like different types of characters. I usually have all of that printed out, like all mm-hmm. different levels of generic characters that I can just skin whatever the character the people come into. Yeah, um, my Laser Ponies game that I ran <laughs> fairly recently, which unfortunately the audio is terrible on, so we Aww. weren't able to post it. Boop. <clears throat> but um. Like all of that was just created, powered by the apocalypse style. Yeah. Like at the table, like yeah, what's his name? Okay, cool. And like it was all made up as yeah. we went along. <laughs> well, and, and like we've we've talked about this. I, I've talked about this with I think at least all three of you at mm-hmm. some point or another. But um, mm-hmm. but they're like good GMs. Uh, like do this with traditional games That's too. Something. Like uh, you know, like uh, Stu has talked about doing this where. Um, it, there's, it, you know that your plan is not going to work because sure. there are players involved and they always <laughs> fuck up the plans. Mm-hmm. So, so a good GM is always ready to right. like jump in and improvise and change the change the story mm-hmm. to suit what the players are doing. Yeah, and Absolutely. and I think it's just uh, like for me, I love Powered by the Apocalypse because it just works the way my mm-hmm. brain works. 
so it's very easy for me mm-hmm. uh, in a way that D&D isn't as easy for me. I, mm-hmm. Okay, I have some questions yeah. for you because I'm still trying to grok this whole <laughs> playing GMing, that fluid thing. I was yeah. actually watching the show at one point uh-huh. and Mac was GMing and then somehow you were GMing and I didn't yeah. even notice it changing and I'm like, wait yeah. a minute! <laughs> it was, it was, was the there, most astonishing thing i Was there like a ceremony seen. where you took your mics no, off no, and switched no, to no, 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 the no, didn't exchange. We stay no, there. Yeah. There was no bloodletting. I mean, it right, was just this, it was like all of a sudden Adam was telling everybody what to do, and I'm like, "What just yeah. happened?" And okay, so when you were when you started gymming, did someone like physically take your dice away right? from you? No, and actually, like there was like a look or something, and yeah. then all of a sudden, Adam was starting to tell the story, and everybody went, "Yeah," <laughs> and watched him, and he was just and the next thing, and then and then fluidly went back to Mac, who who picked it back up, and there was none of this, yeah. and I'm like. What the fuck was that? <laughs> it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Because I'm like, I'm like, because normally when that guy opens his mouth and starts telling people what to do, you're like, get the fuck out of here. Right? Yeah. He's yeah. that douchebag player. But the, right? Yeah. But yeah. this, but in this game, in this particular circumstance, it, it worked. Yeah. Uh, okay. So and, I have a bunch of questions because okay, I'm assuming there's a world building and a, and a conference where you and Mac palavered. Yes. Ahead of time. So. I'm assuming that you're burdened with knowledge that you have to be very careful that you don't let the player, other players know. How do you keep? <laughs> how do you? How do you put that buffer between what uh, you know and what your player knows? I'm going to guess it, you guys don't have any long-term. Plans. That's <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's that's it. Well, so okay, so so this this is actually the key is that that base assumption is actually incorrect. Aha. We, we don't I know what the long term plan is. I'm wrong so, about everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was so so. Uh, you know, we got together, and and Mac is a super planner. Like like Mac loves I, to have. That's why all, I like her. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. She and, and I are, yeah. yeah. And she's she's got all these different like story trees planned yep. out, and she knows no matter what they do, she's got a way to deal with I it. I even overplanned for her game. She had to shut uh, me down. Yeah. That's how much yeah. of an overplanner I am. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and she. Uh, so <coughs> we got together, and we had a uh, we had a little uh, get together, and uh, and we just talked about like. What what are some good setting ideas and like where should we put it and what time period and uh, you know and and what kind of you know what kind of mood do we want and stuff like that and um, and so we settled on the setting basically and then um, you know and then like she uh, she kept kind of wanting to like plan more and she's like I'm really nervous I haven't planned more and and I'm like. <laughs> You know, oh, honey! I'm, I'm pretty sure she was frustrated with me because I'm like, you don't need to. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It'll be fine. fine. Yeah. And, and she's like, but 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 but, but planning. <laughs> and I'm like, but that's my safety yeah. net. I and guess, I'm like, I, get I don't I get care. That. I, I don't want to plan. I totally and, used to be that person. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's so, still that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we started. And she's like, she's like, this is gonna go crappy. I like, I haven't planned anything. I don't know what to do. And and I'm like, no, it's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. And she and afterwards, mm-hmm. she's like. She's like, oh my god, I didn't plan anything, and it was still fun. Yeah. I was going to say, well, it, that does not show when you watch the show. Yeah, it oh. does not show at all. She is, she is so good. She yeah. is so She's intuitive amazing. about story. And, and it's she, amazing. She has not yeah. gemmed a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I was shocked. And, and right? She's yeah. so good. Right. Yeah. But I mean, th- there there was a book I read a long time ago. It came out. I, I think it's from Gnome Gnome Stew, or it's Phil Vecchione, mm-hmm. who's, who, who's guested on the show before, mm-hmm. called Never Unprepared, and it's yes. about GM prep. Oh, okay. And I read that book when when he gave he gave me a review copy of it, and I'm and I came to the realization I prep too much. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yep. I prep way too much. We I talked about this numerous times. Have a very yeah. vague story idea of what's mm-hmm. going to happen, 
and that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, have some bad guys if you're in a system where you you can't mm-hmm. improvise. And we talk about this a lot. We like use that. the wizard's tower, and it's like you you give them a wizard, and you give them a tower, and you say. They're like, well, I was supposed to get into it. I don't know. Right. That's up to you. That's right. yeah. Otherwise, because yeah. if you over prep yeah. it, you're going to make maps and yeah. labyrinths and and manticores and flying right. and yeah. all that stuff. You don't yeah. have to do that. Yeah. Then you fall into the one right answer. Yes, part. right, exactly. right, yeah. exactly. Well, and like the pixel hunting kind of issue, <laughs> like like oh oh, you didn't check for traps in that corner, so so you guys totally missed the main story. Yeah, it's like, well, why are we fucking playing? Oh, like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in, in Seed Stork, that is like to me, like to me anyway. That's powered by the apocalypse. Is mm-hmm. is I, I don't, I don't. But it's not. It's but, you guys GMing powered by the apocalypse. Because <laughs> I also have played powered the apocalypse, powered by the apocalypse with people who are not that freeform, uh-huh. and it still works. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have like the, as much of the vibe that I like, the collaborative yeah. vibe that can happen with that. But I, again, like I don't think I think Powered by the Apocalypse <coughs> does a great job of encouraging that. Yeah. But I think it's a GMing style that people can use and develop no matter what system yeah. they're using. Right. Yeah. Because well, you guys are you guys are GMing without a net. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally without a net. And that's so. And that okay. Right there yeah. is a bold statement. <laughs> right. How do you convince people that they can do this without a net? Well, and I think uh, like uh, <laughs> I, I I would love to have Mac uh, address that question uh, because it, like to me it was just well for her uh, it was a big transition right, right yeah whereas whereas for me it was kind of like this is what I've been doing for a couple of years now in in games and so uh, and you know and I would love to hear what she has to say about how that's transitioned but but she's uh, like we talk about this frequently and like she's uh, you know she's she's like so comfortable now she's uh, she's like I get this. I know how it works, mm-hmm. I, and and she's like, "How much do you want me to tell you about what I was thinking about this?" And and you know, and uh, so like, there's this, uh, there was this moment. So we we spent like four sessions on like a twelve hour period. Uh, we're like playing in real time. Yeah, but no, I but, know, um, but it's riveting. Yeah, watch them. Oh, good, it's riveting. Uh, but like, there was this moment where, uh, um, it, like, they Tappy and Max character show up to the party uh, and. And uh, Tappy's character uh, notices a dude standing at the bottom of the basement stairs, like <laughs> staring at a door, and uh, and her um, her dark power is like, go down there, mm-hmm. ta- help him, and she's like, no, the girl I am in love with just ran outside. I'm going to do that, and uh, she's like, I'm not taking that bait. And uh, so I'm like, okay, well, so so she's not going to go and investigate this thing that was gonna I was going to lead her to mm-hmm. some really awful things. Um, but the next session, uh, like Mac had no idea what I was planning on it, uh, what character that was at the bottom of the door, at the bottom of the stairs. It was just a person. Yeah, it was just a person. Mac Mac took that, and the next session, <coughs> she's like Gina. You notice that there's a door at the bottom of the basement mm-hmm. stairs that's calling she, to you. That's beautiful. Yeah, and that's she beautiful. And the thing she turned it into was exactly what I was going to turn it into, and we did not communicate about it at all. She's like, "Was that okay? What I did?" I'm like, "That's exactly what I was going to do." So of course it's okay. <laughs> when did like, you read my notes? I know. Yeah. Did yeah. You hack my, she, my iPod. Now let me ask you. Yeah. yeah. If it had been different, or if you had thought, if you let's say you had thought, mm-hmm. "Oh, my idea was better." Mm. Nah, would right. that would 
Uh, you know, you know uh, what no, I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I, I know what you're that, saying. That's a key and, point because yeah. leaving your ego at the door may be yeah, a, sure. Maybe a thing. And, and it was slightly different uh, to, to what I was going to do. But yeah, it was leaving my ego. Like, I, I don't care what was actually down there. Right. What mattered to me was that there was a story hook down there, mm-hmm. and what that story hook is, it doesn't matter as long as it's fun for uh, you know for the characters. Sure. And so um, uh, you know, and she, uh, so so I was just going to have it be this thing uh, with uh, introducing a new NPC and kind of like uh, or a couple of new NPCs and like getting Tappy's character more into like the magic and witchcraft stuff. And she turned it into like releasing a big bad, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's like even better than what I had. Oh, they had an elder god in their basement. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically, who yeah, right? Yeah. right? Who doesn't? <laughs> and, uh, I think a, a lot yeah. of that is like having that that partnership, that trust, and someone mm-hmm. who also is kind of on the same wave, wavelength as, right. as you. Yeah, because right. like I've co- I've co GM a couple games with people too, mm-hmm. and there have been times where it worked really well, and there have been times where it didn't work super well. Mm-hmm. Um, like Bill and I ran a Savage Worlds game at a con one time, and that worked super well because we both kind of have right, <laughs> like we're mm-hmm. we're very similar. <clears throat> and then I ran a, a Wild Talents game once with Frey, mm-hmm. and we talked about a lot of stuff. And I'll, then, like when we got to the table, it turned out like we'd also assumed a lot of things mm, yeah. that we were. Th- that would that we and were on the same. To be fair, page. that was a long time ago. It was. <laughs> it was like your first one of your very first cons. That was yeah. A, oh wow. Well, not one of the first cons, but one of my first times GMing yeah. at a con. Mm-hmm. And, and Frey is like Zinch, the ge- god of chaos. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yes, we, he is. <laughs> Wait, and we were running. Frey is like what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Frey is it's, what? It, it's a Warhammer reference. <laughs> oh, okay. He's, yeah, yeah. He's like a chaos. He, yeah. he's a oh, source of chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have very different jamming styles, very different energies. And we were running a game that happened at a high school. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how much we thought we talked about stuff and we were using words to communicate and had completely different ideas <laughs> about things that were very <laughs> laid used, out. We used the <laughs> same <laughs> words. Yeah. How could you mistake yeah. that? Yeah. It was one of those oh, things where I was like, that's funny. oh, that's happening. Oh, okay. It does that. We, we kind of stumble yeah. upon, yeah. Uh, upon something which is, I, I think, important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe for all GMs, which is Checking your ego at the door, yes. mm-hmm. leaving your yeah. story, leaving all that crap behind. Just yeah. leave it at the door, and you walk in, and you're because you're there to help tell a story Absolutely. with all of the rest of your players. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. And I watched, I watched Mac transfer to you and transfer mm-hmm. back. There was none of this, like, well, I was going to do that. None, no posturing. None of this. Yeah. It just yeah. was fluid. The players were just went with it, right? Because at that point, everybody was invested in telling the story yeah. and wanting to know what happens next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they trusted you. They trusted her. They mm-hmm. they were trusting each other. Each other. Yeah. And it might be a bit about apocalypse world, but it's also about just nobody had any preconceived. And we're yeah. all on this journey together. And I think whether you over prep or don't over prep, allow yourself the luxury or the joy, the joy of discovering absolutely. the story with your yeah. players. Mm-hmm. Well, and because I think that that's a big problem well, see, for a lot of people. Yeah. Here's 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 where I kind of question whether or not something like that, a round robin GMing sort of fluid GMing thing would work in like the L five R game Mm. I've got right now. Mm -hmm. Um, The party is going around trying to collect these cursed items, and they go someplace, and someone's got it. That's really all of the prep I've done. Mm -hmm. Is I've answered the question. Who has it? Right. Mm-hmm. Clearly, because none of us know how to figure this out. Otherwise, <laughs> apart from I think I think people have figured it out. 
apart from from creating NPCs. Mm-hmm. But those some of those NP, none of those NPCs are really directly related to that. They're just conduits that could allow the players to I, discover and collect this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just sort of grease in, in the wheels there, just to keep the things moving. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's like you guys are stuck. Here's I something. I have to help no frame. idea how it, the party is going to get the thing. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how the party is going to figure out who neither, has the neither thing. Neither do we. Yeah. But that's what the story that that's that's, <laughs> that's why you play the game instead of write a novel, right? Yeah, right, exactly. But yeah. there is that one little kernel of knowledge that I have that the players don't have. Mm-hmm. And if there was a second player at the table, who let's say we have, we, let's say we're we're moving around, so at some point I feel it's necessary to tell the player this one little fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that then paralyzes that player because now they know something that the rest of the knowledge. people don't know. Yeah. So a you have the you mean you, you mean out of character telling them, or you mean like I, out of character? I'm, okay. yeah. I'm saying oh I'm going to take over GMing for Got a while. It. Okay, oh, yeah. well just so you know, so no has the thing. Here's, here's, right. Here's the now they now they're suddenly when they go back to being a player. First off, the guy who's the GM who's now a player, he's paralyzed because mm-hmm. he knows who has the thing, right. and they're mm-hmm. burdened. They're burdened with that knowledge, and then that's, that's and then the when they, that I'm, and then when the player who it's took over goes sits back, though. right? I, I mean, for some people, I guess it would be. It, it is it's, a big deal because that player can no longer contribute to the problem solving of that story in the way they could have before. Except. Maybe. And and this, this to me is a key difference, and mm-hmm. and this is the reason like I cherish, uh, I cherish the people I play with very much, and I'm very fortunate to have a lot of great players. But uh, but if you have players who are more committed to the story sure. than they are to their characters, yeah, then they <laughs> will understand how to do that. I'm not saying no. that I'm not saying that they they will meta game. Or that they will no. interfere. You're saying that they will. They they are now at, at a, in a position where, yeah. as a player, they can't contribute to the solution of the problem the way they could have if they didn't know ah, it to begin. If with. I know that sticking my head into and, that statue and, is going to annihilate me, I'm yeah. not going to do it. Uh, unfortunately, now I know that knowledge, right. and I and I have to be careful not to tell the rest of the players not to do it. Yeah. Hey, don't. Oh, or maybe oh. even worse, find yourself in a position where. You would do it, but you're, you, as a player, don't, and yeah. you're char- you, you commit character suicide. Right. right. Well, but this is this is a very a very significant difference between the way you're playing, and 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 it doesn't matter if it's traditional game or story game. Uh, you can play both either way, uh, but but it's it's imperative that the players know that that the uh, well. It's basically the difference between a, a a story that's a puzzle for the players, for the PCs to solve, versus a story that's there for the entire table to unfold. Right. And and so and this is this is a crusade I've been on lately. Is uh, you know because I used to say oh there's the GM and the players and I'm trying to get out of using those terms. Oh, I've used that and forever. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's the GM and the PCs. All of the people are players. Sure. You know. Uh, somebody complimented Jason recently on Twitter about like, it, like, oh, you know, demigods was so great, and he's like, well, I just had these great players. I'm like, of which you were one, right? You know, and uh, well, I mean, the, yeah, that's it, fair. Any yeah. any game that's going to be great, yeah, it's going to start with the players. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, yeah. It, it's just the way it, it's going to start with their yeah. characterizations and the, the yeah. concepts and stuff. I mean, if you don't have that foundation. You're not going to have a, yeah. a, a fantastic. Story. And for me, like uh, when I'm GMing, like I I have to trust my players to 
to understand, or my PCs. <laughs> See, I did it. My mm-hmm. working on myself, but I have to trust my PCs to to recognize when it's time to uh, to not care about their character as much as they care about the story that we're telling. Right. And you know, and and I try to do that for myself too when I'm playing. Like like oh, I know how to win this scenario, but I don't want to win because my character would never make this choice. And that is an interesting, interesting thing. I've cotton flack for it before. Uh-huh. Cotton, cotton. I've cotton flack. Just cotton. You cotton. I've cotton or gotten. Gotten flack for it before. The word exists. I think that it is. I think that the the concept of having your character fail, yeah, is alien to a lot of people that yes, play games. Absolutely. And I think that Apocalypse World and uh, specifically Monster Hearts mm-hmm. really plays into. Playing up your failures. Oh yeah, and I playing to them. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, there's a, there have been there That's have been game, games since at least the early '80s yeah. that have yeah. had character disadvantages. Yes, yeah, that yeah. It very yeah. intentionally yeah. are meant to complicate the the progress. But they don't of the reward yes. you for failing. Five sure, them. they do. Yeah, Some they of them absolutely do. do. Yeah. Yes, yeah. in yeah. GURPS you get character points. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you get yeah. a mechanical advantage taking at character gem, but then after that you ignore it. Yeah. Well, no, but you still got to spend those twenty points yeah, on right. yeah. asshole yeah. or whatever. Well, yeah. and and like uh, you know, storyteller you always took that one, didn't right. you? <laughs> uh, you know, the storyteller system uh, doing the merits and flaws. Uh, it was kind of a, a start of, or not necessarily a start, but it was a, kind of a move in that direction as well. And uh, you know, and now uh, the you know the storyteller system with the twentieth anniversary stuff, they've kind of taken on that like. Partial successes uh, right. mode, which I think is wonderful and, and really transformed those games for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it's like you know, a, a lot of us who are super into PBTA, we're it, you know, we're like, it's the second coming of Christ, you know, or, or right. second coming That's of Guy you know? Yeah, Kool-Aid. yeah. But but they're, they're almost as annoying as annoying as when Savage Worlds was the new. Oh right. Right? yeah, right? oh yeah, like, yeah. Why are you playing anything but Savage that, Worlds? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know, and we have this discussion. I'm, I'm sure right now, Hive Mind is sitting there like Jabba there, the Hutt going, oh, there's, <laughs> there's, a, "There's a cycle, and, and when yes. the game yeah. becomes the new hotness, right? Those who are proselytizing it eventually hit the point of becoming a little annoying." Yeah, yeah, and it's PBTA <laughs> right now. That yeah, is the current is. hotness, and it, and it's and for me, it's great because it, it's it's a system that really works well with me. But but I also uh, like I give credit to the places that it came from, and mm. you know, and it came out of Cortex. And it came out of storyteller system, and it, it you know, and it owes a lot to D and D as well, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and so there the idea that PBTA is this brand new thing that just sprung from the the <laughs> brain of Zeus, fully formed. It's like no, it it comes from a long tradition. Sorry, story gamers, but it's a tradition, mm-hmm. uh, you oh, know, yeah. of games that have been slowly going in different directions over the decades. So it's, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. So yeah. you, you, it's, I make a fighter, right? Yes. Right. A very Frazetta fighter, right? Uh-huh. Right. And I got a bunch of flaws, and instead of actually playing. Towards killing something, I'm actually going to explore my flaws, and I win the game by being a broken <laughs> person yes. exploring my emotional journey. Absolutely. You know, there's this show you can listen to that gives you lots of great advice about that called Happy Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> why would this be fun for anybody? Basically, I've uh, been talking about it for like nine years. I don't understand. To be perfectly honest, there's a lot of people it's not fun. For. That's my. Yeah. That's I mean, that's I'm being who, a sarcastic dick, but that's right. yeah, that's my point. But I, that's okay. They no play other stuff. Yeah, exactly. He's totally okay to Have play other stuff. Have a GM who because yeah. you can. I mean, you can play PBTA that way. Yeah. Like we choose not to. Our our group we play with doesn't really enjoy that type of game. But it's a mecha- it, the, underneath it all. It's still just a mechanical system right. mm-hmm. that you can kind of play. I want to see Tomb of Horrors done in PBTA. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Here, yeah. here is yeah. your stack of playbooks. The, only right. problem, the problem is <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know what Tomb of Horrors is. <laughs> I know Tomb of Horrors. Everybody does. Yeah. Not Tomb uh, of Horrors. That was the point. Oh, oh, Tomb of Horrors. Oh, yes, okay. it's a whole oh. different thing. Horror. That should have that, that should have been like a 1980s porn film, it right? Might have yeah. been. I doubt it because oh. I, I, I back then I don't think there were a lot of porn. Films oh, I I got it. So uh, the new Happy Jacks Knights <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> Urban Shadows, Tomb of Whores. There it is. Yeah, there it is. That's, that's that's the game, guys. We we got it. That's what we're gonna run soon. Can we all like dress like Hugh Hefner with the smoky jacket yes. and everything, and we'll yeah. sit on that rock oh, rolling thing, and we'll have that like like sultry jazz in the background. Oh like, my god! Hi, welcome to Happy Jacks. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> all right, <That's laughs> you know it. <laughs> god, we're old. Stork, you're amazing. Oh my god. Let's go on, let's go on just, I've always wanted yeah. an excuse to buy a really good smoking jacket. You're right? Yeah, yeah. They're comfortable and they right. look snazzy. Uh, I'll borrow one of yours. <laughs> They're about the same height. Really? Yeah, it'll work. Uh, an email from Jonas Larson. Stu, I'm so sorry. I never wanted you to sit up in bed in the middle of the night growling, For God's sake, where are they? <laughs> I haven't done that. Uh, <laughs> But I just haven't had it in me to write new letters in a while. You know what? I gotta leave it to the Scandinavians to have a great opening line, right? right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, that's I, Larson. I mean, it's really you're up there with the girl that that with the dragon tattoo. I mean, that's, that's a wonderful, awesome opening sentence. But I'm back, ready Yay. to make amends for old sins with a question and a success story. And if you ever miss my letters again, you just have to say. Beetle Jonas thrice in a show, <laughs> and I'll sit up and conjure up something for you right away. Yay! See, they Jonas, write Beetle in better Jonas English than we than we do. Yes. I know, right? And we even speak it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. St- they probably speak it if they can write they, it. I'm assuming they can speak. They it. do. No, they speak it better than we do. <laughs> they do. They do. No, a- accentless. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Depending on the part of Sweden. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to consider myself part of the old guard. Welcome. Um, but of the uneducated variety, welcome, that gets upset by this uh, new host kid, Taffy. 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 <laughs> That's actually kind of how he got his name, because Taffy was a, a uh, derogatory term for a Welshman. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And hmm. we, that's why we started calling him Taffy. Huh. Oh, really? Just, no, I don't remember that at all. That's not but, really but, why. No, yeah. no, it, that's, no that's, it not, is. that's not the backstory I heard. It's revisionist history there. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know? Also, he is sweet and had- chewy. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. That is 100% the first time I've heard Tappy described that way at all. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would call it more grisly. Yeah. <laughs> Still chewy. Like, no, super, like, yeah, no. <laughs> and I just Maybe. want him he's out. Not even, he's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> I know, I love my Tappy. That's the best part about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want him out so we can get back to classical jacks. I thought right. it had to do with the hole in the barrel. Like, I swear I to God, know. that's what I thought oh, the whole time. Okay, all right. 
It's been like a long time. <laughs> to, to be to be fair, yeah. to be okay. fair, Jonas uh, Jonas uh, Tappy's been here since the beginning. He's actually he was one of the original three hosts. Absolutely. Right? So you need to go further back in the backlog. And and, and seriously, <laughs> don't. It's Tappy, not Tappy's a very important part of this. He's, he just took a really long break, but he <laughs> like is one of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, true. But he was and at the great crunch debate, right? Uh, That's and he's always been a font of 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 uh, uh, rules and systems. He's he's just he loves learning new systems. Oh, I love talking. They're always systems. amazing. Yeah, I love talking systems. He's where we get the amazing from. Absolutely, yeah. and he, and and he had a seven year break in which he was able to watch and learn even more systems because he had nothing better to do. Right. I'm going <laughs> to assume try to survive. Try to survive. Right, yeah. But yeah. but he's come back with even more knowledge of even more obscure systems. He's awesome. <laughs> When it comes to knowing systems and things, give yeah. him a give him a crap. And he, you're wrong. He is one of the original Happy Jackers. <laughs> go, anyway. go even further back. And this is actually a follow up <laughs> to one of my earlier letters from way back. It's about the Dalek problem I had with my young son. Ah, uh, Daleks! I had to spray for them. I wa- <laughs> I wanted him to try out a structured world of role playing games, but he only wanted to play his Dalek miniatures. Play with his Dalek miniatures. Mm-hmm. So it was actually the only letter on the show read by Heather. That must have been a long time it ago. It was. It was. Mm-hmm. I remember I think this she letter was only too. on one yeah. one episode ever. Um, a, a neat factoid for the Happy Jacks trivia night. And the <laughs> advice I got was to wait a couple years. A couple years have passed. Probably more than a couple. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seven at least. It's more than a couple. <laughs> uh, a couple years have passed, and I'm glad to report that you were right. What? If you wait long enough, it could what? take millennia, you will eventually be right. <laughs> At least in some small way. Which monkeys in the typewriter? What? <laughs> yeah. what? Congratulations, it's Shakespeare. <laughs> my son, eventually. My, my son has finally grokked role playing games and is now and it's now one of his favorite things. Yay! Better than packages and brown paper and wrapped uh-huh. up in string? Because yes. those are a few of my favorite yeah. things. Oh God! Raindrops on roses, right. whiskers on kittens, <laughs> bright copper <laughs> kettles and warm no woolen mittens. Where's Joey Brown when you paper need him, right? packages <laughs> right. tied up with string. These are a few of my favorite things. We get sued. I know where Joey. We're going to add a YouTube takedown. Uh, oh. Their auto correct, their auto detect thing is going to pick that. That up. was terrible. It's not going to. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they auto tune now, and then. Oh we'll God. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's even gone. It's even gone so far that I will probably need to write a letter asking about how to get him to shut up about <laughs> role playing games when his dad's tired. <laughs> but that's not what this letter is about. <laughs> Duct tape. Um, there is a letter in. Happy Jack's RPG would like to encourage people not Uh, to duct tape tape their children. Please. I was going to take the whole roll and just stick it in his mouth. (laughs) Stu, I'm a mandated reporter. Stop it. Happy Jack's would like to... I would like everyone to be clear that my godchildren are not getting tape stuck in their mouths. 100%. Even if they deserve it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Allie sometimes does. (sighs) This is a letter about a success story, and I wanted to share. Wanted to share to warm your hearts. My son, let's call him Junior, or would that be Junior? Yes, Junior. <laughs> yes, no, you're uh, right. Is nine. Now, that's still pretty early to start RPGs. At least my kids still aren't. Um, uh, and asked me to run Mutant Year Zero for him. Uh, 
I to told be fair, to be fair, that is the native sort of RPG that you start with in Scandinavia. Okay, because right. it kind of came out of Scandinavia. Okay, I told him to choose a couple friends so we could invite them, which he did. Most of the people he picked were awkwardly nerdy boys like him, uh, the kind whose eyes grow a little too big with anticipation when you tell them when, when they tell you they want to strike okay. the orc with an axe in the head. But he also invited one of his female friends. Nice. Trigger warning. Uh-oh. We're going to talk about stereotypes. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. This female friend, mm. let's call her... Vanina? 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 Because there's an umlaut Vanina? over Vanina? It's a beautiful name, Vanina? whatever it is. It is. Was a classic, quote-unquote, popular girl more interested in fashion and horses than nerdy stuff like games and superheroes. To be fair, I've used my horse girl knowledge many, many times in RPGs. Yes. Many times. And I'm still waiting for my chance to play a Laser Ponies game. Laser yeah. Ponies, right. It's awesome. Well, Laser Ponies, and also there's like been a million times where someone's like, um, you grab the head thingy, I'm like, bridle. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps on the horse, that's actually a thing you couldn't do like that, that no. I have a small tangent. Yeah. I, I rewatched, well, I guess watched, mm-hmm. the director's cuts mm-hmm. of the no. Hobbit trilogy. Longer and they've added yeah. a lot of well. First yeah. off, the first the first movie, Unexpected Journey, is yes, fantastic. It's, yeah, it's good. I'll fight okay. anyone who disagrees because it, it's the story of the Hobbit. Well, it's it's yeah. like three quarters of the story. <laughs> well, it's and then another the like no, six big, hours. But of it's <laughs> but it's it follows the path set out by Tolkien, at least somewhat faithfully. Yes, uh-huh. and okay. some of that path exists in the second book. Some, some, yes, some. The second movie, the second movie, oh, okay. second yes. movie, right. but. There's a scene I cannot remember which which movie it was in, where these they might have been orcs are riding these like undead horses. Mm. Okay, yeah. and one of the horses has its head cut off. Yeah, and the guy can still control where the horse is going. Yeah, well, and even I, because I don't shit about horses. Mm-hmm. All I know is that horses shit, mm-hmm. and I looked at. I'm like, how is he going to steer that? With your feet, your legs. Yep. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. you 100% okay. can do that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's. But he's not a Mongol. No. But he had a bright. Why would he have a bright? Well, anyway. yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean. It's possible, yeah. but it's also weird. Right. Yes. Like, not, I'm not going to defend that I would movie expect, because, yeah. no. That undead yeah. horse would have to have been trained in life to be able to be steered that way. Well, but right? if, if well it's an undead horse, Stu. There's a lot of rules that no longer apply. <laughs> let, let a me, very good point. But I'm also not defending that fucking movie. Yeah, so it just, doesn't eat sugar cubes Are we going to beat this undead horse? No. Yeah. But let, <laughs> let me just say, we're going to beat the horse dead, yeah. raise it, and, and beat then it beat again. Some more. Yeah. And, but it doesn't actually die because it's de- undead, so right. you just right. keep beating yeah. it. Yes. That should be the new co- the new coined <laughs> phrase: beating an undead horse. Yeah. <laughs> that is hundred percent the new yes. Happy Jack saying. So, yes. yes, that could be a T-shirt, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I I watched the movies in the theater. Mm. Never watched them again. Yeah, it happened to get the the director's cuts. They've added a lot of scenes that I don't remember, and I've only saw them once. Yeah. But I, there's a lot of scenes I don't remember Big from tons. from the from the theatrical releases. Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. Yes. Ah, no, no, the, no, Hobbit. the Hobbit. The, yes. The Hobbit. Close enough. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I've and never the, seen those movies. And, those yeah. movies don't exist. Which is the which, which is the <laughs> film where Gandalf and said, uh, "What's his name?" Uh, I want to say Ziggurat, but that's not his name. Saruman. No, no. The the Brown. Aragorn. 
so and such the brown the wizard oh, oh Radagast Radagast that's yeah. it Radagast yes. I thought you were doing this and yeah. like brown hair no, he the, I know yeah. I know but it's like commonly portrayed by my friend Ben Waters at fair that's oh, really? right yeah. okay. yeah. so the two of them are at Except the castle the two yeah. of them are at the castle where the necromancer is yeah and there are scenes in that where they're talking with who's the who's the prince the dwarf prince what's his uh, name Legolas no the no, dwarf, dwarf prince Ugh, the Kimmy. dwarf Theoden? prince so Theod- Theoden Kimmy I just got less gay no. from hearing no, 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 no. that it's Gimli's father it's his cousin <laughs> the one <laughs> leading the troop in the hobbit the elf yeah no, no, no. I said dwarf oh I'm sorry I, said, I heard elf <laughs> No, dwarf. All she oh, knows I'm is dwarf. All she knows is elf. What's his know. name? <laughs> oh, is it Thorin? Thorin. Thorin. Yes. Okay. Thorin Oakenshield. <laughs> they meet Thorin's dad. Uh, yeah. Did that happen in the movie? None of that happened in the book at all. That's all in the same. Okay, I know it didn't happen in the okay. book, but I don't remember that from the film in the theaters. Meeting, I don't know. I've watched them one time and I've never watched them again. The Lord of the Rings movies or The Hobbit? The, the Hobbit. Hobbit. See, I, again, I didn't, I didn't, right, that's I my point. Yeah. The, I'm talking about The Hobbit. I'm yeah. not talking about Lord of the Rings. No, I know. Okay. Hobbit. They, they added I don't remember that they, scene. They did add a lot in the. In okay, because the there's some very interesting scenes that happen with him because he's lost his shit. Oh no, that part was in in one of the movies. Well, they mentioned the fact that he loses his shit. They showed some of it though, and I don't, I don't remember how much of it. They probably I added know. more. I, they're long. Yeah, they're lo- they're no, almost they three hours long. Yeah, but th- there was some interesting stuff, and there was even stuff in the last one, which is one big stupid fucking fight scene. <laughs> it is, and I fucking hate fight scenes On anyway. Ice? Right, yeah. it's, like, it is. it's a fight scene on ice, and the whole thing about it's that is capades. like, like none of that's in the book at all. Like, like, well, like Bilbo gets knocked out, and you don't see the Battle of Five Armies sure. at all. Right, at all. It's but not he had there. to he had to fill up three movies. Right, hundred percent. Otherwise, he wasn't going to make three times as much money. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> we all know that. I'm not arguing that right. point at all. No. But there were things that happened, and little sort of like small scenes and vignettes in between the stupid fucking battle. That takes place in Battle of the Five Armies mm-hmm. that actually made it a little better. See, I I'm going to tell you, it made it a little. Now you're never going to get over the rage that it's not in the book. Well, no, no, I don't mind that it's not in the book. I just, w- if they're going to add stuff, because they added a lot of, and changed a lot of stuff for Lord of the Rings, but they did it in a way that was tasteful now, okay. and made it s- more streamlined. The only thing I hate about that is when they added the elves to Helm's Deep, which is fucking wrong. I hate mm-hmm. the fact that they mm-hmm. left out Tom Bombadil. Oh, yeah, I, a I lot of people were upset about it's that. Very what the fuck? You got yeah. you got yeah. nine hours of film. You can't put. Yeah, I know. One, yeah. Or two, even the extended seven. edition, you can put. And Bjorn never showed up. Bjorn's in the. In he's the, in the Hobbit. He's in the Hobbit. See, he's all over the Hobbit. In fact, he, in fact, I think they added scenes for him. They did. They hundred percent did because he's cool, bear guy. Right. Um, the thing is, <laughs> I don't actually remember. Like, I've watched like like so much stuff about these movies recently because a bunch of people have been releasing like like. Theories and stuff, and I sent you a couple of them. Right. Um, like I've been watching them with my husband, and I'm like, "Honey, I've never seen the the Battle of Five Armies movie." He's like, "No, you did. No, we watched it together, honey. No, you did." <laughs> and I, like, I'm watching. You blocked it out like a traumatic event. Blocked it out. He's like, "I was like, I'm with you though, Kimmy. They're I'm showing with you. like sections yeah. of it. I'm like, swear to God, I've never seen that." He's like, "No, we watched it. You were really mad about it. You were so <laughs> mad. It's yeah. just, it just a yeah. rage. Yeah. It's just red. Right. The yeah. whole part yeah. at the end where she's like." <laughs> Why does it hurt so much? She's like cradling. Just careful, you're going to forget this whole episode. (laughs) I was like, I was watching an internet thing. Oh, more traffic. Um, 
like I was watching an internet thing and I'm like I've never seen that that's so awful I would remember that he's like no 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 was that awful the first time you saw it yeah if you if you want to borrow my Amazon account I have the extended ones I didn't get the extended for the first one because I thought the first one was fantastic yeah I loved just fantastic but if you want if you want to try to stomach your way through them you can you can watch the the extended versions if you want because I I did not hate Especially Battle of the Farmer Five Armies, I hated. Yeah, I couldn't stand it. Even you, who, even who are very forgiving. When, uh, but I hate fight scenes. Mm-hmm. No, it's a three-hour fight scene, oh, wow. and not a very good one. <laughs> but this, um, I was like, this isn't that as bad as I remember it being. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of extra stuff in it, and I think I think Peter Jackson probably, since he didn't have to worry about a theater that has to show it. X number of times a day, he can add an extra well thirty minutes. It's to not it. Peter no, Jackson. Uh-uh. It wasn't all him. No, hundred percent. The thing is, um, there were five. I believe it's five different studios. And this is in the videos I sent you mm-hmm. that are sharing the profits from wow. the from the Hobbit. No wonder. So they were supposed to probably be, because it was licensed out so much. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So that first movie, like nobody made any fucking money on because <laughs> well, they were sharing well, it, splitting it five ways. So are you, then, are you talking about Lord why, of the Rings? No, I'm talking no! about Hobbit. 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 <laughs> so, so that's why it was supposed to be originally two movies. So then suddenly, fucking <laughs> nobody made any money off of the first movie because they were all splitting it so many ways. Also, so then they were like, oh. We'll just make two more movies and make twice the profits, and then we'll all have money. Also, it was no. prepped and set up by Guillermo del Toro, who who mm. was going to be the original director, and he bailed because no. it was taking too long, and the, and all these studios wanted a cut, and he's mm. like, "I'm done," mm. and left. That's what the story they told everybody. Okay, it actually Peter Jackson really wanted to step in and take over. It actually involves no. it actually involves the Illuminati and lizard people. Yes, yeah. well, <laughs> no. it's Hollywood. All right, no, you're not wrong. Tim Boyle hat. Lizard. No, no, but it, it's it. Most people think yeah. Most people think that he was forced out because he is Benicio del Toro. Yeah, like that. He not was, Benicio Guillermo. Guillermo Benicio del Toro is an actor. Guillermo. Guillermo. Who did Hellboy? Guillermo. <laughs> he's Sorry, such a ahead. he's such a luddite. He doesn't know this stuff. I know how to pronounce Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you'd only get them right, yeah. <laughs> if only you knew who he was. Pan's is his brother is it Benicio his brother? Sure, they're all related. Whatever, Sue. <laughs> anyway, moving know. on. <laughs> anyway, back to the. Thing. So there are a lot of nerdy girls. That, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, Can we get back to politics, <laughs> uh, please. But, uh, it, uh, girl, more interested in fashion, horses, and nerdy stuff like that. Blah blah. blah. Okay, you. there are a lot of nerdy girls, and fashion and horses are, of course, valid interests for boys. But and helpful in RPGs. Yeah. All right. That's Didn't how me, that all gets started. Especially when you're doing laser ponies. The Nina um, was not a nerd, which made her the odd woman out. Junior and his male friends jumped right into the RPG, but Venina. I really think I'm pronouncing that wrong, was just being introduced to the concept of dice and characterization. Uh, It wasn't made easier that we unfortunately live in a society where we encourage boys to take the center stage and girls to let them. I struggled to give her time to acclimate. It's not... It should be acclimate. Acclimatize. Okay. Is it a word? Yeah. Yeah. Acclimatize. Mm -hmm. Isn't it just acclimate? <laughs> Depending it's on the tense you're in, I think uh, yeah, acclimatize t- works t- well. T- uh, her herself and time in the spotlight, but I noticed that she didn't enjoy the game as much as the other kids. <clears throat> but then, near the end of the session, something happened. The kids were on top of a roof fighting a shelob-like spider monster. 
See, I know what that is because I just watched all the movies again. <laughs> um, uh, they were all the, the Hobbit, though. Shelob was <laughs> in the Hobbit. No, I, 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 my bait them. I'm sorry. I watched all six. <laughs> we only have a few hours. And I gotta say, I gotta say, even in the second film, when it, when it starts to descend into horrificness. Every time dwarves come running out screaming with swords and you hear bomb 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 it's fucking awesome yeah. every fucking time <laughs> and that that's one of the problems the third film didn't have that you use the right music. They didn't use that song. <laughs> that song is amazing, and it's amazing to work out to. I bet. I have an electric guitar version of that that just can make me lift anything at any point. She's, like, she's not wrong. No, no, no. Every time they come running out, <laughs> with their bomb, bomb, it's so yeah, it's awesome. So good. <laughs> anyway, oh, when they sang that in the first movie. Oh yeah, so I'm gonna watch the first movie again. Mm. It's good. Can we finish Junior and his male friend? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're fighting Shelob monster. They were all pinned down and knocked out, except Vanina, uh, who had who, who had kept in the back, was the only one left standing. I turned to her and said, "Your friends are going to get eaten soon. How do you want to save them?" That's a very leading question. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, Junior and the boys started shouting out suggestions to her, but I silenced them. Good. And told yes. them to let her pick herself. Thank you. Good job. Vanina got a nervous look in her eyes and glanced down at her character sheet. She had picked a class oh. called Dog Handler. <laughs> <coughs> Stop it. Oh, no. I just love that there was a Dog Handler class. That's awesome. But asked to have a cat instead because they are cuter. Truth. No. Oh. Fake. No. Mm. False. <laughs> Hashtag not no. true. No. <laughs> Plus, there's that, there's that brain virus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a toxic plasmosis. Uh huh. Dogs yeah. don't have that. <laughs> my cats don't devour my doors either. So, <laughs> granted, I'm not saying that cats are. But if more you die, they eat you. And dogs won't. And yeah. I told my cats it's fine <laughs> after I die. No, they've done studies. Dogs will wait until yeah. they are starving to death before they eat you. Cats don't even wait until you're dead. They just start keep, like when they come up and bite you. They're sitting there. They're, they're dead. Not yeah. pack animals. Yeah, I know. I bet you that's why. Yeah, I have told they, my no cats like when I'm dead, you may eat me. It's totally fine. <laughs> Stop trying to eat me right now. I'm still alive. There's a whole song about Mary Province like like dying in her in her hotel room and her dachshund ate her. Yeah. It's a story. It's a song. No, it no it's it an actual true. song. <laughs> no, it's an actual truth. She was okay. a silent well, movie, maybe, movie dachshund, queen. maybe dachshunds are half. Dachshunds cat. are well, they're 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 well, bred to hunt badgers. They're how a little bastards. How long bastard. was the dachshund there before it started starving to death? It may have been starving. Yeah, to death. a weekend. No. <laughs> well, well, a, a dachshund might starve to death in the weekend. They're very they're, tiny. They're, they're bred to hunt badgers. They're bastards. Yeah. It's fine. Okay, so she wanted to play cat instead because they're cuter. Oh, I could maybe send my cat to bite the spider. But the cat is probably small. It's too small to do in, do any difference. I didn't say anything and readied myself to yes and good on you. Mm-hmm. When she asked me if I could use the if she, I think, I think if, if she could she. use the cat, mm-hmm. I, I would answer that she, it didn't matter that it was so small. It could bite the spider in a weak spot. Could could I ask the cat? Um, that's her. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. I thought. Could I ask it to fart in the spider's face so that it gets nauseous and falls off the roof? <laughs> so good! <laughs> so good! And an epic role player was born in that moment. Yes! Yes, the cat can bite the... Oh, I'm, what? I coughed, unsure what to say. Er, is the fart disgusting? Not the best answer I know, but I was caught flat-footed. 
Yes, I think so. It. She struggled to find the right words. The cat has been to the fart Olympics. <laughs> only, <laughs> only in Scandinavia. Love, yes. Loving this. Did it win? He asks. And here's actually, I think, the best part. Yes. Have you seen. Scene. Am I in the? Yeah. Okay. Have yeah. you seen that? Scene Have you seen the scene in Hook where all the Lost Boys but eat, but Robin Williams can't see anything? Yeah. And he takes an empty spoon and flicks at a kid, and he finally can see. Uh, how the food how landed. The, how the food yeah. landed yeah. in his face. It was just like that. That's great. This the next. <coughs> I just right, want to say this it. next sentence is like this is what a role player is. Right. Like, this is commitment to the story. Right. All of a sudden, the epiphany, the angels... So the question was... No, keep going. The question was, did it win? Vanina raised her head, looked straight at me in the eyes, and answered, no, he got silver. But that's still pretty disgusting. (laughs) Yes! So good. (laughs) And and now you're sitting there, and you're looking at these kids like, oh my god, I'm outclassed. What do I do? (laughs) Right? Holy shit. (laughs) They're so smart. The table erupted in laughter. The cat saved the day, and the popular girl who loved fashion horses and role-playing was born. Yes! Yes! That is the end of my story this time, but I will return with more anecdotes about how me, my son, and his friends grow closer to each other thanks to the best hobby in the world. Yes. I might argue that. But I also have a question before I leave you. Uh Uh-oh. I've started to review books on RPGs on my blog. Tell all your Swedish listeners to check out www.com. Trevligacenarion. We'll put it in the show notes. Kimmy, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> I'm sure it's just it's spelled like it sounds. Yeah. Trevligacenarion. R e v l i g a s c e n a r i o n dot s e. And I wonder if you would consider good RP. What you would consider good RPG canon? Which books about RPGs are the best? Of Dyson Men, Robin uh, Laws. Uh, rules of game mastering, how to be a GURPS GM, any re- recommendations you want to share, love your show, even the new Taffy. <laughs> he just needs to find his unique voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to defend Taffy. Jonas Larson, GBG. Um, footnote, the Beetle Jonas offer stands for all the hosts. Anyone who misses me can say it three times. It has to be in the same episode. And saying it uh, while reading this letter Aww. doesn't count. <laughs> no, the letter's over. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So he, he had a question. Yeah. Yes. Wait, before we do that, I want to say uh, good on you for recognizing kind of the social norms that are put on girls in yes. society and like giving her, like silencing the boys, giving her that moment to speak. Because even myself, like I find myself fighting like that, that what I've kind of been trained as a woman to do my whole life. And mm-hmm. I'm a very outspoken woman. I'm a very strong woman. Um, you know, I've done performing my whole life, so I'm not exactly a quiet woman, but mm-hmm. I still find myself doing that often, especially if I'm in a situation where I'm not 100% comfortable, if I'm not 100% sure what to do. So the fact that you kind of paused everything and gave her that kind of think time, is what I call it, mm-hmm. in my classroom, and gave her that kind of empowerment and moments to shine is, like, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Good Super on good. you, Jonas. Yeah. yeah that's it. 
that's amazing to mm-hmm. uh, like that can be the massive difference yeah. between some uh, some girl learning to to find her own voice or not. Right. Absolutely. Because yes. you can you know because there's definitely times where you might feel like oh ha- get, let them give her suggestions like that'll uh-huh. help her right. feel more comfortable. And I think that if like they just told her what to do, she probably would have just picked one of their ideas and right. gone with it, and you wouldn't have had that amazing like what you were saying like. Hook Robin the Williams. Cat yeah. never no, would have happened. Right? Yeah. None no, of those boys were that smart. No like, way. They were never going to. Th- and nobody expected <laughs> the cheerleader girl to come right. up with cat fart. No, yeah. I'm yeah. sure everybody at that table went. Uh, what? what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and the, and the boys like uh, this, and this is a big deal <clears throat> to me. The boys, if if they had come up with that. And he asked, did it win? Would have said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. it won gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, she... <laughs> she picks this ads right away, even right. for her damn cat. Yeah. Right? She's like, no, it won so, silver. Yeah. That's still super disgusting, though. It was just... Yeah. No, it like, only won silver, but it's good enough. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just like, yes, this My girl cat's knows. not fighting a dragon. So right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like, but now after it's farted in the face of the spider, maybe it'll go back and win gold next Exactly. Four years yeah. Sure. Next Right, well, I got, it's got the confidence. All I know is I'm picking that cat up like a little Jack Jack and like <laughs> squirting it at things from now on, running into whole armies. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, yeah. the, the question continue. Books. Well, Books. well, I was I was gonna say real quick. So like you know I I work in a female dominated industry and I have my whole life like mm-hmm. every every job I've ever been in is, is has generally been one that where like I've mostly had female bosses and female coworkers mm-hmm. almost exclusively. And uh, you know, and I get this all the time. I'm I'm on set, and like I'll just be on a show for a day. Like like I'm just showing up there to help with uh, with something random. Like I'm not even important. I've never been on the show before. And like a producer or a director or will come up to to me standing next. Assume you're the, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, so I'll be standing next to my female costume designer and my female costume supervisor and the, the female lead your set boss. costumer. My boss I'm standing next yeah. to your my boss. Yes, my boss and my boss's like second in commands. And some dude will come up to me and start talking to me having never seen me before Mm -hmm. and I just like I just stare like I just slowly like turn my head and I just I just look at my bosses and and I just ignore like don't fucking talk to me Mm -hmm. I like talk to the women who are actually know what the fuck they're doing yeah and also check your privilege you male asshole like (laughs) you know it's but it's it's rampant in our culture like like uh, not letting, uh, not teaching women that their voice matters, mm-hmm. and, and and like this little moment could completely transform this girl's yeah. life. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. I I really love the fact that when given the chance, she came up with a very off the wall, <laughs> right? Really, because everybody was guiding her this whole time, right? And when yeah. and he finally said, "Everybody, shut the fuck up." What do you want to do? She came up with the most amazing solution, right? Yeah. So, yeah. even the person you least expect, and probably yeah. the solution that the boys at the table would thought was way funnier than anything they yeah. could. Oh yeah, or, or yeah, even more absolutely. creative than anything they would have come up I with. Mean, they were like boys and farts, right? Right. Right. Yeah. right? <laughs> this girl knows her audience yes. too. Uh, you know, <laughs> she she uh, and given that opportunity, given that moment where when he said, "All right, shut the fuck up. What do you want to do?" She came up with a, an amazing solution. Yeah. And yeah. Again, yeah. it speaks to Apocalypse World, which is mm-hmm. at this point. And even even he was like, and you, uh, well, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I need to roll with the story. Yeah. This is yeah. their story. I see. Here we go. Uh, okay. 
Uh, awesome. Uh, Truly awesome. RPG books. And, and yeah. I think he's more talking about... Mm-hmm. Like DMing advice playing. books. We, we have books about role-playing games, not role-playing yeah. You mentioned games. one earlier. Yes. In, in Never Unprepared. Never Unprepared. There's actually a, a few... First, how to be a good... Uh, how to be... Is it how to be a GURPS a GM, or, GM or a good GURPS GM? Uh, By MOOC. That, Mook. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the West Coast mm. Guru GURPS uh, uh, wrote that and, book. And mm. that, uh, that was number one on my... Well, number two on my list. The first one was actually Never Unprepared. But yes, yeah. the, the but MOOC incorporates all of that stuff. And you can actually find a link on the Happy Jacks forum mm-hmm. under, just type in MOOC and look yeah. for it. It's there. He's he's written a very concise, it's not really a book, it's a pamphlet. It's, no, it's a book. It's a book. It's, it's a book. book. Remember, it's big. Uh-uh. It's, it's awesome. 8.5 by 11, it, so if it was smaller, it would, if it was a, you know, even if you don't play GURPS, because people see the word GURPS mm-hmm. and they just move forward, it is yeah. it is basically a Bible for how to GM a game. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. At it he too. really is. He I'm truly is. Everybody I've ever game. I've ever sent the, the the Mook's way has come out going. Oh, that was a great game. That was yeah. awesome. I like GURPS. I, I am now enlightened. Yeah. It's not yeah. even just GURPS. It's like I am now enlightened as yeah. a GM. Mm-hmm. You would love and it. it. Yeah, I, w- I would like to read it. <laughs> yeah, uh, just I'll, I'm going to send you the. I, mean, send I have the copy. I, I will I'll, read I'll, it. I, I, I actually have a game. hard copy of it. I'll let you. I can let you borrow my hard copy. Yeah, I. <laughs> the, uh, one of my this is my go to um, for people who are new to GMing and and it's specifically PBTA but uh, but to me it's it's the best of like how to how to GM uh, specifically with PBTA but it's got such great advice for for any kind of GMing but uh, the Monster of the Week book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, like you don't have to pay attention to like how that particular game is run and what the specific rules are for that, but the section, the GM the section on how to like how to create a mystery and how to roll with the punches and how to how to adapt to the story, like because uh, Monster of the Week is uh, more prep heavy than any of the other PBTA games, and so it's just. It's a great primer on, like, a primer, whatever, on how to how to understand how to be an adaptable GM. And right. So I, I find it extremely valuable. You're I'm, really good at yeah. that. I, I will yeah, thank, really good thank at you. that. In most role playing game books that I read, I will almost always read the, their section on GMing because mm-hmm. you always find a different perspective or a different take that might might yeah. have to do specifically with that system. But mm-hmm. very often, it's just really sound advice. Yeah. It's just slightly different advice than what you've heard from other games. Right, yeah. So that, I mean, generally, that's a fantastic, though expensive, if you're going to go buy out <laughs> right. a bunch of, bunch of role-playing game yeah. books. For example, the Rule of Three, I think that you picked up through Gumshoe, right? No, the Rule of Three came oh, from right, the right, Alexandrian right, 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 right. I was I was confused, too. But Gumshoe yeah. still has that wonderful mechanic about... If it's an important clue, just give it to them. Exactly. Yeah, right. right. And, and yeah. which which I've I've taken, adopted, and owned. Which is like, all right. And rather than bogging the game down with a bunch of dice rolls, like just give them the clue. Here we mm-hmm. go, and we're moving on. Right. But and um, it's uh, you know D and D fourth edition is often lambasted, but but there in the GM section, there's this beautiful segment where they talk about different types of players and how to. Uh, how to give them what they want, and also how to uh, keep them from going in the bad directions, and uh, and it's it's just a really nice section on like these are the different kind of personalities or game or player types mm-hmm. that right. you're going to encounter, and in some ways to to deal with that for good or for bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cloak seventy two in the chat room is suggesting focal points, which is one That's of the known one of the other books. ones. That's mm-hmm. also the, yeah. well, you never unprepared. Is a, I think is a known stew book too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I, I don't think you're if wrong. If it isn't, I, no, I, it is. Because I, so. I think I think uh, Phil had something to do with that too. Mm. <clears throat> but yeah, that I, I've re- I've read that book as well. 
Because yeah. yeah. they sent me a review copy of that. I've not read a lot of books on jamming. I read Role Playing Mastery by Gary Gygax. I would not put that mm. on my list. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my, my advice for jamming, and I don't jam very much, but my advice for jamming is play as many games as you can yeah. and expose yourself to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> expose yourself! <laughs> To Not as many like GMs that. as you can, because you will learn from every game that you're in. Yeah, uh, it's astonishing <clears throat> how many different styles there are, and how many different ways to approach or yeah. even solve the uh, same problem. I I love going to see how GMs running even a 5D games are, are their styles. Mm-hmm. I love to see that, and it. It's amazing. You always come away with sometimes with what not to do, mm-hmm. which yeah. is almost more important than what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I think get out there, get in the mix, and, and yeah. see things. The, the, you can you can read a book, that's fine. But but playing a bunch of different games by yeah. a bunch of different people, you will learn, I, or at least and, make up your mind. And also, also it, like you can't just read. Uh, I mean, this isn't what he's asking, but but you can't just read about role playing or GMing forever. And you know, and then one day you're going to start, and it's going to be perfect. You yeah. do it by doing it. Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta run games to get better at running games. Well, you find your voice. Yeah, exactly. And and these you know tried and true rules, they often have to go out the window in yeah. weird situations. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. You you yeah. are even even regardless of how prepared you are and how much you've studied. Mm-hmm. There's you, a th- you're not ready for the players. There's a thing that it's an ethereal thing, and people have talked about it. And it but there's something called <coughs> style mm-hmm. that you can't quantify or qualify or stuff. It, it's just something that happens through repetitiveness and doing stuff. And Stu has a jamming style, which is very different than Adam's style, mm-hmm. which is very different than Kimmy's style. Mm-hmm. And none of them are wrong or better. They're yeah. different. And your style needs to happen yeah. by. Just doing it. You just need to get out there, and eventually, you come up with a way. You solve your problems. You handle things. You do stuff, and it's a style. It, yeah, it's not a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just something you have to do. We can't. We you can read all the books you want. They're not going to give you your style. Mm-hmm. But he's, you, he's he wants to review books. That's why he's asking for books. Oh mm. wow! Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I keep. I, I was just yeah. being so much more. No, I'm the same way. I'm like, <laughs> I want to talk about this topic, and you know, and I'm like, oh wait, that's not the question. I mean, can't the, give any books to review. You got to find that in your own. The, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hamlet's Hamlet's hit points. Uh, oh. Not as much a book about GMing, but a book about. Story pacing mm-hmm. and the up and down beats of stories, and it, he really kind of breaks apart not just Hamlet, but a, there's a, one or two other stories I think in it that he breaks down and talks about where the up beats and down beats in the story happen, and how you can kind of structure a story so that it has those high points and low points, and and is a satisfying story. And I think it, it would take a lot of practice. But I think that is something that can be applied to GMing. Mm-hmm. Because there are those moments where it's like, okay, we've hit a low point, now maybe something, maybe a, 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 a comedic no, interlude no, or no, something. No, no, it absolutely can because I watched Adam do it. And it's too bad he just left because we heat more praises on him. But he, he, will, he will definitely tell when there's a low point or, or he knows when there's a moment and he'll stick the characters, all of a sudden that voice. So you guys think you're comfortable, you think you won. Oh yeah? Here's your demonic right. voice. That's that little twist. It's that's sort of what Hamlet's hit points is about. Well, so if you want to review that book, that is yes. a fantastic. That's it's about storytelling. Yes. Yeah. All right, it's ten candles. All right, I'll read Steven this one. In, in it's short, isn't it? Atlanta. I don't know. Atlanta. Hiya, Stu. 
I hope to run a s- oh yeah. Uh, I hope to run a session of ten candles sometime in the near future. I want to run it again, by the way. Yeah. Maybe as a filler when we don't have enough for a regular gaming session. And not fuck up the last I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking of ways <laughs> to enhance the experience. And here's what I came up with. Set the bowl and candles in a lazy Susan so each player can get to the candles without catching sleeves on fire. Use magician flash paper for traits. You know what? I but think don't, that's wait, but don't tell the PCs. <laughs> that's how people die. I no, he didn't. That, but I think that's what uh, Tomes wanted to do, but he w- they wouldn't let him do it at the hotel. Okay. Have a red filtered flashlight if something needs to be seen or read or bathroom trip. Don't destroy night vision like a white light. Right. Doesn't destroy vi- night vision like a white yeah, light. Right. Yeah, it's like submarines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a remote Bluetooth speaker connected to the GM's phone tablet to play the occasional footstep or whisper from across the room. And their and their their the messages they they oh, they yeah. do in the very beginning of the game right. that you play at the end. Yeah. And I think you mentioned the PCs finding the recordings from a previous game. I love that one. That'd be fantastic. Uh, thank you for running a one shot of ten candles. I never would have heard about it if Happy Jacks had not APed it. Uh, raise a glass in honor of those that passed before us. Steve from Atlanta. Huzzah. Cheers. Yeah, we should arrange maybe on a one-shot Saturday or something and run that again with I'm, different players. Yeah. I'm dying to play this game. I have still not been able to play it. You know what? I really want to do it like on a camping trip. Yes, oh, that would yeah. be so it's, it's a total Boy Scouts around the campfire kind of yes. thing. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I really when want to Zachary's do it with my a little kids. older and he goes to goes to Boy Scout camp and you know like, you will be, okay Zach here's ten candles yeah <laughs> no no, 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 no you you will be like the most popular <laughs> oh yeah Scout master or, you know, <laughs> or, or they'll never let you take their kids again because it terrified the crap out <laughs> yeah, of them yeah this is scarier than any fucking go- ghost right. story would ever right. that's why I have Zachary right. do it that way no one yeah then no can mm-hmm. do that yeah mm. all right all right I, I I love those ideas and it's such a fantastic game. Really Especially is. the flash. It's paper. a lot of fun. It's interactive. Is a whole. It, I mean, it really. Although, it, it the, although darker and darker. he mentioned the the red, the red light the flash paper is going to screw with your night vision because mm. all of a sudden it's like yeah, yeah. Well, and that's part of the thing. So like this incandescence all of a sudden and then mm-hmm. yeah. Oh god. Then yeah. Then there's paper shaped dots in your eyes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> back in the day when it was only D and D, this this never would have occurred to us. Oh, no. now, and now role playing games have have morphed into this thing where it's now. A total immersive experience, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. everybody's okay with it. It's cool. Yeah. I, I, you know what? It 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 really isn't that far from sitting around a campfire and telling a story. No, it's not. It really isn't. Well, and I tell people like when when I play role playing games, it's a cross between cooperative storytelling and uh, and improv theater. Yeah, like that's that's yep. the way I play, and and there are just some rules. And <coughs> my yep. friend, uh, Cameron, a randomizer. That's it. Yeah, exactly. My friend. Uh, Cameron McNary, he runs the Play Better podcast, mm-hmm. and um, and he's uh, he DM'd for me years ago, and like we've been friends for a long time, and um, but he wrote this play called Of Dyson Men, and and, and, <laughs> nice. and it's fantastic, and there actually there's a um, there's an independent movie that they made uh, of it as well, and um, but um, but in this. Up. In this play, he describes role playing to his friends as it's rules for playing pretend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's that's just so essentially what it is. It's just mm-hmm. rules for how to play pretend. Mm-hmm. And 
Because adults want rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, even kids want rules too, because oftentimes it descends into argument. Well, what if, what if, what if, no, mm-hmm. no, yeah. no. It's like, here's the randomizer. Yeah. Okay. And off they go again. Right. Yeah. That's like when Allie used to do stuff like that. She's a walking rule book. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to arrange everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. She got that Girl from her after God- my own heart. She got that from her godmother. <laughs> <laughs> um, Con, uh, th- thank you, Steve. Proud of that. Thank you. Yeah. Proud yeah, of that. <laughs> Con game etiquette. <laughs> you want to read this? Because I'm not sure I am. All right. All right. Wait, Wait, to bail. <laughs> Dear Happy Jackals. I'm writing with a question slash horror story that happened in January at my local fantasy sci-fi convention, mm. MarsCon. They had me at horror story. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Two friends and I had signed up to play in a GURPS fantasy game. Did, no, it's not going to happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a horror story. I don't like. I don't oh, okay. like it when GURPS is involved in horror GURPS, story. GURPS. Yeah, yeah. GURPS. I hate uh, it when GURPS is in horror stories. Yeah. I, this is like a, a Gerbs and Bjork. Like those are the uh, like I have to pronounce it's them like that you're way. Passing a stone. <laughs> yeah, Gerbs. basically. Yeah. Um, so sorry. When we showed up, we were greeted by four other players who had signed up as their own block, hereafter known as the Gang of Four. Oh God. And the GM. I got the last pre-generated character left on the pile, the thief Di Blackthorn. Uh, D-A-I. Oh, no, Blackthorn. <laughs> okay. Mm. Oh, so they're using yeah. the pre-gens, because mm. Di Blackthorn's been a pre-gen in GURPS since first edition. Oh, really? Oh, yes. okay. Ah, interesting. <laughs> He's the thief character. It's yeah. really unfortunate <laughs> yeah. that if you get a character named Di <laughs> right? Blackthorn. I mean, yeah. I mean, really. Okay. Yeah. Which, at the time, I thought was lucky. Who doesn't like to play the charismatic light-fingered thief? But turned out to be to just be foreshadowing of the problems to come. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah. The game began. All the PCs knew each other and were returning from a successful mission to whoever for whoever our employer was when we came across a small village that was trying to surround itself with some hastily built palisades. Upon further inquiry, we were told every night the village was attacked by packs of large, preternaturally intelligent wolves. As the theme of the con was werewolves, all players exchanged knowing looks. Uh, capitalized, I love it. <laughs> it was and Mac a, and her family. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. yeah, it was Mac and her family. Mac Con 2018. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. And agreed to help the town that night. We fought off the wolves, and the morning started tracking them back from whence they came. We arrived at a large manor deep in the woods, and my character, the thief, got sent forth to investigate. While nosing around, I came around a corner of the house and was face-to-face with a girl in her very early teens. Hello, she says. Who are you? What are you doing here? Oh my god, did she have green hair? Run! (laughs) Run! Yeah, she's terrible. It's Mac. (laughs) Immediately, the gang of four started screaming, Kill her! Fucking kill her! Oh god. As none of my character's disadvantages said anything like sociopath, (laughs) I talked to her instead. Oh my god. I love this letter, by the way. (laughs) I fast talk a lot, so no alarm is immediately raised, and she invites me into the house. The gang of four has not been pleased with any of these developments and is still exhorting, kill her! (laughs) Long story short, they were a nightmare to play with. The elven ranger broke into the upstairs to steal panties out of one of the bedrooms. (gasps) What the fuck? Where's that X card? Yeah, Yeah. X card. (laughs) Fucking gross. There were don't be that guy. Oh, uh, frat boy. Yeah, there were jokes about the Elven Ranger's sexuality due to his fey background, etc. Again, don't be that guy. God. Yeah. 
The game ended with us saving two of the 20 mind-controlled women and werewolves who lived at the house. Two. Uh, two, two out of 20. Two, uh, the rest diary dying in a fiery inferno created when one of the gang of four lit the alchemy lab in the basement. Of, of course they lit it on oh, fire. Because yeah. <laughs> earlier on they were saying that one of them was trying to light things yeah, up. Yeah, trying to light yeah. things on fire, yeah. <laughs> Um, All players at some point will light something on the yeah, Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, the G- but... It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> yeah. Dust off a nuke from orbit. <laughs> it takes a special group of assholes to do it and murder 18 women. Oh, yes. sure. Like, yeah, yeah. That's just kind of a... Well, after, after stealing their fucking underwear. Well, they were yeah. trying to learn to read. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Saudi Arabian girls' school. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Because right, I'm reading this right, right? Like yeah. women slash werewolves. So yes. all the werewolves were also women. Yes. Mind controlled women. All so, of the werewolves yeah. were women. So, mind controlled. Yeah. Mind controlled so, werewolves. So also women. like they're all victims. Yeah. So Gia maybe also like don't set it up like this. Yeah. Also. Um, no, put the alcohol no. lab in the basement. No, 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 no. You don't write it on fire. You, you, you would think that at some point they would go, oh my god, they're all victims. Let's help. It's the most. Yeah. It's the, it's like, well, some of yeah. them clearly had sociopath as a disadvantage on their right. character yeah. sheets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think um, it was on their character But also, no. you know, when you're at a con with a bunch of horny nerds, many of us who don't get laid regularly. You know, don't set up a situation where you've got a bunch of helpless, mind-controlled women to take advantage of, and then expect your players to actually like do the right thing. It, it is true; it is a woman in a fridge, right? Yeah, right. yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, they, they already had a panty raid, right? Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Like the minute that happens, <laughs> yeah. like that's when you start like. At this point, the GM's yeah. like, "All my prep is gone. What right, do I yeah. do now?" Like, hopefully, uh, yeah. Hopefully, this GM wasn't planning this exact thing because it takes a special kind of GM to be like, "I know." I'll put panties in right. their room upstairs. And you know what? It's a great idea. No. Right. 20 women who right. have no, like, no actual consensual agency. The GM was not to blame. So okay. final paragraph. The GM didn't seem to like the Gang of Force play style, but his disapproval only manifested by giving me and my character time and attention over telling these jerks that they were, well, jerks. My friends and I let the Gang of Four know we thought what they were doing wasn't cool, but they didn't really seem to care. After the game, I'm when shocked. It, shocked, <laughs> I tell you. There were four of them. Notice I'm what, clutching my pearls. What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. After the game, one of my friends said that if he'd been by himself, he would have left rather than continue to play with them, which is what prompts this question to you. Is there some generally accepted con etiquette for when it's okay to bail on a game? Yes, there is. You text all your other friends at the table, <laughs> and then all at once in unison you say, "We all have diarrhea. We need to leave." And you get up and you go. No, no you say, <laughs> okay. "This is bullshit." Yes, yes. Yeah. Like you call that shit. Oh, because then otherwise sure. they're like, "Oh God, they all ate together. They must have all yes. eaten something bad." And it's not us. We're not the problem. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like you're a bunch of assholes. Your game is awful because you somehow thought it was okay to have this giant house of like like the sorority of victimized women as your play area for this game and this yeah. total crazy murder fantasy shit is not my scene. Bye bye. Yeah, yeah. Oh sure. Well um, I mean yeah that's not going to change them. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to fix yeah. them. No, not fix you will anymore. not, but you no. can't fix them. But no. that might change the GM, so maybe next time they run a con game, they oh, don't maybe he'll be like more. That. Maybe he'll right. be more assertive. Yeah, yeah. yeah or, or maybe not put eight, you know, nine, 20... Right, sorority of victimized werewolves, like yeah. together, like that. Right. Maybe it, might not be a thing in the next game. Exactly, yeah. Like, it, like you, it, yeah, why are they all female? 
Yeah, Where it's like well, the GM is part of the problem. Yeah, yes. <laughs> despite him being like, oh, that's not cool. He also made a house, a sorority of victimized he, werewolves with right. mind control. But he may, he may he may have. I, I would I will defend the GM in this position. Okay, he may not have assumed that he was going to have sociopath players. Right, but again, like if you have a community of werewolves, yes. Why are they all women? Except if you're a GM who's like. I'm going to sort of fetishize this right. this house of women. He and may not have even been thinking that. Maybe. Well, it doesn't matter. But the the point is that it, he's not thinking of it, and so he's putting he's creating this situation by his casual non understanding of his own uh, of his own misogyny, essentially. Um, and uh, I mean, misogyny is a little he harsh. May, he may have not, this may have been it. Something that came completely out of left field for the guy. I'm certain it is. But he wanted. But it's like, it, what if it was just one, and it just happened to be a female who was being victimized rather than a male? Okay, you I see mean, what I'm saying. These right. are assumptions, though. Because right. we, well, he does say we, does, we we don't know. It was all women. We don't. Right, but right. he wanted them to be victims. Yeah, or they had been victims. Right. But there's not there, you ha, you cannot distinguish those two yeah. with with the trope of women being victims and you know Princess Peach in the tower who needs to be rescued and creating a game where everybody who needs to be rescued in the game is female. Right. Like, like that's a thing that very easily is connected there. He he definitely probably didn't expect these guys to be assholes and want to murder them all. I don't think all. so. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think I don't you think can so blame either. him for the yeah. situation. No, you can't. But because that's what we're talking about. He's not the one that. I mean, maybe right, he set up a situation that could be exploited by people who are sociopaths. That's, that's what I'm saying. You cannot blame someone because of a society's least common denominator. Right. That's but true. I, if you're running a co- game at a con as a GM, okay. you have to be careful because you, you know... You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. You're that, yeah. You're so right if you there, were yes. like... Because like, okay, this is a situation where like, if I'm playing with people I know, okay, I know yeah. they're going to like, like be respectful right. of this. But if you're like... Hey, let me have this sorority house of mind-controlled women who are victims. Let me put them out here for like strangers who, at a con, even on a lucky day, you're going to get at least yeah. one asshole at the table. Like, it's just yeah. it's like serving up a bad. Go ahead. Go he's, ahead. Been, yeah. he's been. No, it's, uh, it's uh, um, I'm like Kim talk. Take a <laughs> But I, I feel like. Because um, I, I can guess what probably went through their mind was it was well you know I'm going to be playing at a con and I want to have some like moral ambiguity yeah. in the situation so if all of the the werewolves are women and they're mind controlled then maybe that will play on the the largely male audience mm-hmm. and they'll be like oh well actually let's not just go in and murder hobo them yeah let's let's like explore this and right. and explore this interesting story point. Right. right, which is a, a noble idea. Yes. However, the the casual, like the sort of unawareness mm-hmm. uh, or lack of awareness about how that could be turned into a really misogynistic situation mm. yeah. is is unfortunate. I can, say unfortunate. I can no. turn eyeglasses into a, uh, a misogynistic. <laughs> I really can. I, I can turn. I see. Oh, you're wearing eyeglasses, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, to protect your eyes from what? <laughs> right. I can, guys I, will do that. Yeah. I just think it's it, it it is unfair to ascribe malice to yeah. the yeah. GM. Yeah. No, yeah, it's I, not I malice agree. on yeah. the part yeah. of the GM because yeah. it you is never, a I lack mean, of awareness. Yes. And, and and yes, who knows how many times this guy's GM'd? True. You, you GM mm-hmm. enough times at cons, 
you get enough of these kind of people, yeah. you know what kind of things to stay away from. Yes. Yeah. Or, exactly. or just yeah. fire people from the table. Yeah. I've never had to do He that. may also <laughs> have set up the classic trope, which is mm-hmm. go rescue... Rescue the princess. The people. Yeah. Right. The people. Yeah. Right. And and maybe maybe he had a backstory about women, which he couldn't get to because the frat boys over, over-erected was why only women are, are werewolves, which is an interesting thought to me. It's uh-huh. like, yeah. why are there Could only be? women? Yeah. Right and and maybe that was another plot point, but he couldn't get to it because the frat boys took yeah. over. I I the GM isn't necessarily to blame. No. Yes, he set up a a definitely a situation that can be could be exploited, exploited by or yeah. or just yeah. it, it, it perhaps could have been. But if your mind's not there, tone deaf, perhaps you're not. I mean, who who knows how many right. times this guy's GM to come? Right, right, he, right. yeah. He had, he had he may have been just as victimized by the <laughs> other players. I, I guarantee you, he had yeah. four frat boys show up at his game and dominate. I don't think they're frat boys. They're not frat boys. Well, okay, <laughs> no, frat boys don't play I use frat place. boys. I use yeah. frat boys as a as a term here, not necessarily the fact they're a part a of of an actual frat yeah. as. Yeah, as as sharing sharing one, the one mindset yeah. about uh, frat, frat boys as a metaphor for bottom feeding cave dweller <laughs> assholes. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> I should say, I've okay, kn- I'd known frat boys, and I was in a fraternity myself in college, and did not consider myself to be a bottom feeding. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly specific. Yes. I, was in, I was in a service fraternity. We didn't have a house or anything. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, and our, our yeah. fraternity was co-ed. Yeah, who'd you yeah, service? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, it was Alpha Phi Omega. That's the the the, the, the Boy Scout fraternity. Uh, I was in Alpha Psi oh. Omega, which is uh, the uh, acting fraternity. Ah, oh, yes, Alpha Psi Omega. Here's yeah, yeah. to Alpha Phi Omega, boy, <laughs> your brothers we. So I didn't, um, do, I, I had, I didn't do any Greek shit. <laughs> I was like, those guys are. It was it, the, our, our fraternity was the like least fraternal fraternity ever. Well, the sororities are fucking mean. Like, I didn't yeah. want any of that shit. Well, ours was co-ed. Oh. Our, okay. Ours was co-ed. Frats are mean too. And it was all. It was. It was. It was. It was. Alpha Phi Omega was set up for Boy Scouts going into going into the college. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it was. That's it was cool. a place that you can meet with other Scouts, and it's Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, and, and you don't actually have to have been in scouting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I think, and we actually did service stuff. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, we so also you're sat justified. around. We anyway, also sat around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Matt says to drink. Oh, Yay. I think I'm out. Uh, oh, uh, uh, no. Uh. No. All right. And he concludes. And I oh love wait, you we're for not this, done. Matt. No. No. Oh. I have the honor to be your, your obedient servant. M dot at. Very nice. Thanks, Matt, for giving me that chance to really. I what is that auditioning from Hamilton? Yeah. With a nice tenor yeah. voice. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thanks. Yeah. I don't have a million dollars to go get tickets for the fucking show. What do you want? You should listen to it though. It's really good to listen to. Believe it. me, I've heard every fucking note in that goddamn thing for my kids. Okay, good. That's because they're being raised right. Yes. But yes. then I ask them anything about Alexander Hamilton, and they don't know shit. Oh. See, the fourth graders in my class were all super excited, and they all checked out books about him to learn about. Oh him. yeah. Like, my children did not do that. My children. Aww. Children no. are learners. <laughs> <laughs> they're instigators. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> the world needs yeah. both. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, back to your actual original question. Yeah. You can get up at any point during a game if something like that's happening. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and be like, hey, I, GM, I like you're doing. Thank you for running this game. I can't deal with this shit that's happening. What, um, if, you, what if you're the GM and? And and you want to leave your own game? No, you, you ha- tell them to leave. You kick uh, no. them out of your fucking I, game. I've actually yeah. had games where I'm like, I, you know, I don't want to be. That's here kind of an interesting question because I mean, 
your con needs to have some sort of policy about that kind of shit. Otherwise, mm. you could, as the GM, if you kicked players out of your game, that that might put you in trouble in some way. They could go make a stink. Yes, and, and you know what I'm saying. Also, it's like at what point do you draw the line as a GM? Like that uh-huh. that behavior is unacceptable. You guys need to stop. And they're like, well, yeah, we're just well, role I, play. I don't do that in my yeah. game. It becomes it becomes Have a. Yeah, I, I had That's one a slippery event. Slippery slope. I had one event happen where um, I don't want to talk about it specifically, yeah. but there was someone who had a subject matter that for them was very a very sensitive thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not yeah. something that you would never you would necessarily assume would be th- that. And someone else made an offhanded joke about it. Mm. It escalated. A couple. It didn't. No, it never escalated. It never escalated. Mm-hmm. It, it, it made a, a couple of. Came up with a thing about their character that had to do with this thing. It wasn't something that I would say was like super insensitive. Mm-hmm. It's just had this player known that this player had this thing, they I'm sure, right. absolutely sure, because I know yeah. I know this person would not have said that. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Let me know what I did. No, it wasn't <laughs> <good. laughs> but and I'm sorry I'm being yeah. vague because I mean yeah, these are these are people I know and the people yeah. who yeah. watch the show. But I mean, but it wasn't. It certainly wasn't intentional. It certainly wasn't with malice or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a sort of situation where that the other player came up and just happened to mention, yeah, this is, I've been going through this and that, and yeah. it was a little rough. And I'm, and I'm and like in that kind of a situation. I mean, it's like. The X card is all well and good, but what if you don't want to talk about what the thing is that right, you're talking right. about? Right. If you have an X card, it, and everybody's I all mean, of a sudden. In yeah. some ways, well, it's kind of a lame tool. Mm-hmm. It's like we're going to talk about something I don't want anyone to know that I've ever had to deal with. We yeah. can't talk about that thing. But now all of a sudden, but now like, suddenly, that's a thing. Oh, well, and you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. this this is something because yeah. the five of us playing the Monster Arts game, we've talked about this a lot, and because um, because there was a moment in a recent game where it. It, it wasn't it wasn't sexual or anything, but there was there was a an emotional moment, and several of us were like inches from like reaching for the X card because it was very uh, it was emotionally traumatic mm-hmm. and bringing right. up some bad things that <coughs> some of us had dealt with in high school, and um, and, and none of us actually. That's did why I don't use think it, anyone should play that game. <laughs> <laughs> It's it not is helpful. It is not for everybody. No, um, but uh, but why anyway. on earth would I want to revisit high school? Uh, uh, see, uh, that's that's another topic we can <laughs> talk a about. Whole another topic, yeah. 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 Well, actually, oh, that that's another topic we'll have to do. Teenagers, yeah. teenage stories, yeah. and well, you know, our childhood stories. There yeah. to guide you through it. Yeah. yeah. Why would you but, do um, that? But the but one of the things that's really pivotal about the X card is that is that uh, yeah. as it's designed or as it was originally conceived. If somebody taps the X card, you stop. Yeah. You don't discuss it. You oh, don't. So, no, yeah. yeah. You don't. You know. It's it's just oh okay. Somebody tapped the X card and like boom, we're done. Let's move on to the next scene. And it, I don't think I, when I say the X card is a lame yeah. tool, I mean it, it's 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 kind of like a blunt instrument. Yes. It's yeah, like it it's, is. It's like a hammer in a tool bag where there should be more tools than yeah. that. Yeah. And there should be maybe more subtle tools than that mm, because you right. may have someone who's like this. I'm dealing with this thing. Yeah. I don't... It's no one's fucking business that I am. Right, yeah. And they're going to assume that I am if this happens. Yeah. Right. And I'm even even uncomfortable just stopping the conversation yeah. right. because of the fact... Right. And, and, and you can't judge someone on something like no, that. No, absolutely not. And, and so, it, 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 it's... It's a hammer where there should be yeah. other things. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and, you know, I mean, yeah. myself, if I was GMing in a situation, because I very rarely, but you never know. Right. If very rarely play in games where anything, 
anything about like blatantly inappropriate things in games that just, just don't happen. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, most of the people who go come to my games at cons, they know yeah. they, they've listened to the show. They know how I am, and there's I think at least an understanding that there's certain kinds of topics I don't fucking deal with. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's have fun. Yeah, and this is not going to be fun for any, pretty much anyone except <laughs> that one sociopath, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So. I, I mean, personally, and maybe this is something I'll do in the future, I'll just put my cell phone number uh-huh. on the back of the GM screen or set it up somewhere and say, hey, everyone, uh, start a text with my phone number in it. Here's, here's and if Slack something happens, now. text me an Slack X. Slack me now. Yeah. yeah. That's a great idea. You know, and that way, yeah, I can just have my phone cons. there and I get it. And it's like, the scene's over. Right, and yeah. they don't have to know who because it is. Yeah, it's, things can happen to the scene, which, which will then telegraph to the rest of the people in the group right. that w- what it is that sets them off. And now all of a sudden questions are asking. And that can oh, be that, right, yeah. well, questions so should people, never be asked. But people may be right. awkward to hit it because it's right. like, it's it, like uh, you walk in and find a girl yeah. in duct tape. Yeah. 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 Well, and now everybody's like, oh. Well, especially at that table of strangers right. at a con. Like, uh-huh. yeah. if you're playing, exactly. like, ourselves, like, okay, yeah, I'm cool putting an X card down because I trust people here to, like, respect right. me enough not to be like, oh. Yeah. Like, but if you're at a con, especially us, like, with people who are sometimes pseudo strangers, mm-hmm. like, they know a lot about us, <coughs> but yeah. aren't, but we don't know a lot about them. Sometimes it's like, it can be hard to be like, oh, okay, there's. Yeah. And there have been times at a con game, like, where I had moments. Like where I didn't, where where I broke down because I didn't, we didn't have X cards, oh, and we yeah. had problems, mm-hmm. um, and, and 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 there again, that was not malice, that was something that happened yeah. in a game, yeah. and it literally, have... and she would never have known because it was a thing that had happened at work. Uh, like I had been, there was a car accident at my school, and one of the mothers of one of the students, I was one of the first responders, she died. It's made so, the news. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it was like crazy, and then I went to a con game and I was playing uh, Grim. And Bill, who's one of my best friends, and like just had planned his game, and at one point there was a little girl crying for and her it, mother. And it's a uh-huh. game about children, yeah, in, so in I, horrible. Which I should positions. not, I shouldn't have been mad to play that. But then it was like, oh fuck! Like I was, you lost, there, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine. I'm sobbing and running out of the room, like. Yeah. Yeah. So it was one of those moments where, like, even if there had been like an X option, like I wouldn't have had the yeah. emotional wherewithal to pull it. But right. like, like yeah. Yeah, being in that situation in a con, like with other weird, with other not weird, but like other people at the table, oh, they're, all they're all weird. I'm weird. <laughs> like made it really hard because, like, weird. I feel like if I'd been at a I'm game totally with my wrong. friends, like it would have been like better to sit and like talk. Like, okay, everything's okay, but like I just like wanted to get out. Yeah, right. So I sure. think if like having that anonymous option yeah. is a great <coughs> idea. Well, and I'm so so I'm I'm not a con gamer like mm. uh, going to strategic con a couple of weeks ago was really my first game con ever and mm-hmm. and I just played in two games uh, you know um, but was it fun it was it and, was yeah and did you meet more and have a interesting I, time? I did yeah I actually met a lot of the happy jacks listeners which was a lot of fun um, which good segue uh, tomes who I met at mm-hmm. that uh, tomes in the um, the carefree high mm-hmm. uh, section of the forum uh, at, there's a there was a discussion about X card and Tomes had brought up a, an alternative uh, thing that that has to do with like rewinds and fast forwards and stuff like that mm-hmm. as another option that and there was cool. some discussion about whether or not it was good I, I don't know all the details he's a very smart man yeah. Yeah. and he, he plays a awesome. lot of really, really like he does. that's where oh, we okay. heard about 10 candles oh year. nice yeah. okay but, um, but yeah so so as an outsider to con games, my like my feedback on this is like if you're not 
uncomfortable at a at a at a game like it, like I don't care like get the fuck up and walk away yeah. like it like don't it, like it it sucks like if you're leaving a game in the middle of it but but it's not it's not up to it's you to make it. everybody else's experience yeah. perfectly seamless in order to oh, no. you know by sacrificing <clears throat> your own you gotta take care of yourself uh, yeah your own frustration <clears throat> yeah, like, well, and as the like, GM like oh sorry I cut you off no uh, I was just gonna say like like if you're feeling bad and it's something you don't want to address because some of us don't deal well with confrontation mm-hmm. I'm not gonna call somebody out and say you're playing like an asshole like I would rather just you know I would just like do a quick nod to the GM and like grab my stuff and I would just yeah. go like yeah. and I'll go oh, yeah. talk to you later and and if I see you and say, hey, this is what happened. But, mm-hmm. but like, for me, it's like I'm not dealing with confrontation. I'm yeah. just going to get up and I'm going to leave. As it, as I like confrontation. I like I, people. I, I, I thrive on confrontation. I, I, I have not, since we've started doing I mean, back in the 70s and 80s when I was going to game conventions, mm-hmm. there was nothing but inappropriate behavior. Mm-hmm. But since we started doing it with the show, I, I don't think I've ever had any, I don't think I've ever needed to. Mm-hmm. I, I've had to a couple times in my games as a GM. Um, I've had to call out people for using like inappropriate terms for people. Uh-huh. Right. And I've had to be like, "Yeah, you can't say that at my table. Like, that's that, not yeah. okay. Um, use this word instead, or we can't talk about that." And then yeah. I've, there have been times where they started down a path, and I'd be like, "Hey, we're not going there." Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Have, have you ever kicked anybody out of it? I haven't. Usually, usually they kind of were like, right. "Like, I'll say something like that to them." It's like. I, because I have a lot of practice with fourth graders, so it'll be like, <laughs> "This is not an option." I, I put on my assistant principal voice, and they're just like, "Oh fuck!" Well, yeah, it turns out people who like want to take things in inappropriate ways don't like confrontation either. No, they yeah. don't. Yeah. So you just—I mean, I'm respectful, and I'm like, "This is this is not okay right now." So we're going to do it like this. Yeah. So it's like I give them the option of here's how you appropriately do it, and hopefully they'll take it as like a learning moment, it's a teachable moment. Yeah. Um, and usually, even if they don't like like really register it permanently, they will then respect that. I've never had anybody not respect that for the rest of the time at oh, table. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that that's usually going to be the case unless yeah. you're dealing well, with... Well, because everybody else then is like... Someone who's got <laughs> real problems. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. No, well, Dave and I have GM'd at cons, and we've always... <clears throat> I've only GM'd together, you know, co-GM'd. Uh, we've had people that have been wrench throwers... Perhaps maybe not even uh, maybe on altered substances <laughs> when they've been <laughs> in the game and it kind of ruined the game or at least taken it in odd directions. Yeah, I've, had to, I've played but with I've him too. I've never had to to a point <laughs> where yeah, where, I, where I've never been to a point where I'm like you need to leave now. Yeah, and I'm not sure or I'm not sure as a GM if a player got packed up the things and went up and left uh-huh. if that wouldn't throw me. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'd be like. It, yeah. Oh, sure, it's gonna. Uh, yeah. I mean, all right, we're done now. You're gonna, you're gonna. The first thing you're gonna wonder, unless you n- saw what happened or you've registered what it is that yeah. caused it, you're gonna assume it was you if you're GM. <laughs> of course, almost always. Yeah. The first I, thing I, I, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah. clearly, oh my god, my game must suck. Yeah. Right. Right. Or clearly, I wasn't monitoring the situation well enough, or because yeah. right. ultimately, it would Which land maybe you're on, gonna not. Well, yes, and <laughs> I, I think if my player just got up and left, I was in a game. It was a it was a Shadowrun game, and it wasn't necessarily a bad game. But the person had an agenda. It was very laid out. Things were going on. He was very he was very much a you know everything. If this, then this. If this, and GM. Right. And I was not having fun. But you know what? I stuck it out mm-hmm. again because I learned more about what not to do. Yeah. 
than what to do. And horrible, no horrible examples are still examples. Everything yeah. that could go wrong, everything right. I don't like about a game was in this game. Yeah. It went long, yeah. the guy was a dick, That's different. a friend, but yeah. I, I wanted to leave. But yeah. I thought to myself, if I leave now in the middle of this, the rest of the players are going to be pissed off. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just or gonna maybe they're going to go... I wish well, no. I had the courage to do what he just <laughs> did. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but but at some point I'm already invested. You can't just because it's <coughs> kind of a dick move to just yeah. get up and leave. It yeah. is, and as a player, it would be a last resort too. It, it, was, yeah. not, it has to okay. be egregious. I think I think there's two different things. A a not perfect game is not a reason to get up and leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People yes. being assholes and actually being insulting is a reason to get yes. up and leave. Yeah. Those are two well, very different situations. Like, no, but like, they here's, are. here's the yeah, thing. This, 100%. Like, People if I'm be, at a con yeah. game and everybody's like making jokes about the one character being gay because of his fey ancestry, yeah. and, you know, and yeah. everybody's laughing at it and, you know, and like saying words that I don't want to hear, like, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, like, if... if are you going to get up and leave? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I would get up and leave, and you know, and I would say that's Mister Faggot to you. I'm out. Yeah, you know, like like fuck off. I I deal with that enough in regular right. life. I'm not going to deal with that in my fantasy world. Like well, fuck no. You know, I came here to have fun. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and if I was a woman at, at this game, and they're like, I'm going to steal her panties, I'd be like. Fuck off! Yeah, and yeah, this is why you never get laid, asshole. <laughs> and bounce, like you know. But it, I, like I agree, it should be. It's an egregious thing. And right. It would be. A, it would have to be an extreme thing. Because you're leaving but, the rest of the players who who are also equally wide-eyed, going, "Why are they doing a panty yeah. raid? Why are those four guys right, doing yeah. a panty raid? Yeah, fuck." But um, you know, but like this particular situation, like if I'm there with my two friends. And there's these four dudes, and uh, you know, like, yeah. uh, like I, I'm not sure what I would do. The confrontation would be very difficult, but I would probably like either text or like whisper to my friends, like, I can't handle this anymore, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, and and if if they weren't into confrontation either, I'd be like, I gotta go, yeah. my, and you know, my whole take on it is, it's only a four-hour game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit back. Yeah, but that's. I'm but take you don't notes. have to deal with that every day in your real life. Right. No, I don't. Yeah. So it's I like one of those things. Yeah. Is like I don't know, and I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you are <laughs> correct about that, but it is only four it's, hours. And you, but yeah. you are ta- you're also talking. Your, your original game. example was a shitty game. Yes. Not, right. Yeah. Not, yeah. A, not, not, not a game that's a game with horrible people. Yeah. yeah. Not a game that objectifies yeah. you or mocks who you are. I, yes. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. If yeah, if the games should see that. Yes. Yeah. Like I've been in games, home games, yeah. and uh, you know that are, or there's a player who annoys the shit or, out of yeah. you or whatever. Yeah. And it's like it's fine. Like I'll yeah. I'll stick it out. I'm uh, you know I uh, like I will find a way eventually to bow out of the the mm. campaign. But but like I'm not going to leave in the middle of a game and not let anybody know why I'm leaving. Yeah. But you know, but a con game to me, like to me, and again I'm a con. Neophyte, so like a con game to me is like like I paid for the privilege of being here. I'm here to explore some things, and if this is what's happening, and they're yeah. not putting a stop to it, I'm not. Right. I don't. I, uh, yes, but I, again, I'll play devil's advocate. It's only a four-hour game. You could sit it out, wait it out, and well, then take notes why, later and go. Why to the, put up with one hour yes, of abuse? Yeah, but, but at the end of the thing, you can go say, "I am a gay man." Yeah. I am a. I am a. I'm a heterosexual woman. I found this game offensive to the GM later and said this and this and this and this and this. Um, yeah. But it was but, awful. I think I think because I mean, 
I don't think you should have to suffer. Yeah, you, as, you shouldn't have to. That, yeah. Yeah. It's your choice, Specifically I guess, as, to leave or as not a to. woman. Like, women are very much raised, and it's changing a little bit, but very much raised to worry about the collective well-being rather than our own well-being. Yeah. Like, we are taught, okay, let's not make waves, like, be nice, like, make everyone around you happy. Like, and that's something that I'm working hard in myself um, and get girls in my classroom and all these things to be like, you need to worry about yourself and your self-care. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... Like, I'm objectified in every day of my life. Yeah. And, like, walking down the street, you know, all these things. And, like, I shouldn't have to when I'm at a con. Like, I'm even walking around a con, I'm fucking, fucking objectified. Like, mm-hmm. no, to no, an yeah. extreme there. It's your famous story about walking yeah. into the game store. Yeah. I'm like, I know you guys are doing something. something Why is it so quiet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it's a seri- hey, seriously, yeah. she, she, it was, like, early so, on. So, like, when I sit so down at the, con- yeah. at the table... <laughs> Like if the first if, if these guys the first thing they start doing is objectifying women and making women like yeah. you know whatever they do like like describe describing the shape of her breasts and shit like that I'm like I've got a pair I don't need to sit here listening right. to you you know fantasize it makes me uncomfortable because the next because th- I know what's happening yeah. is like they're describing that and then they all turn and look at me it's just, uh-huh. and, and it's just going to get worse there's well, no way to get and out and either of that. I yeah. measure up to their fantasy or I don't either way I am now a piece of meat that they're yeah. all looking at and I shouldn't have to sit there and deal with that or they're any literally trying to fuck with you yeah 100% right yeah, yeah. yeah. or not fuck with you or <laughs> they're literally <laughs> yeah. trying to yes. right yeah yeah so there's and just so many and it can become so uncomfortable and it's like I don't like yes you're right it's only four hours have I sat through worse things for four hours absolutely oh, yeah. <laughs> Like why? Why I've gone to a gynecologist appointment. I've been yeah. through much worse. Right? Yeah. So I mean, my <laughs> last two weeks. Yeah. I should not have to do that when I'm going out of convention. Again, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'll have to yeah. take your word. I'll yeah. take. It's a, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'll <laughs> we'll take your word. I went it. through a four-hour t- tympanoplasty, which is the, where they re- repair your eardrum. Oh God. Oh man. Uh, I wouldn't want to do it at a game yeah. con. I wouldn't. All I know is I went to a colonoscopy and they knocked me out for it. Yeah. So that yeah. I'm, all I can say is you know what? I did yeah. not get knocked out for my colonoscopy. I was awake uh, for the whole goddamn thing. I just didn't care. They gave me the. They didn't give me the fall asleep drug. They gave me the don't give a shit drug. Oh uh, uh, yeah. I yeah. hope you bought the surgeons around a beer. You can. You can Go literally feel the water going there. <laughs> Those are All some right. brave people. <laughs> I think I've preached enough. The lunkers. See, as a gay man, a colonoscopy is like yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a long way. I mean, oh, now you're bragging. I'm sure <laughs> colonoscopy is a, it's a, it's a long way. I mean, you're going to have to be way on the end of the bell curve. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Sorry. Sorry. It was, it was a cheap shot. It was right there. What was I supposed to so do? Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, my God. All right. I think that's a great place to end. Sorry, <laughs> we're not topping that. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, there it is. You know what? It does bring up. Maybe, maybe Nick. It's <laughs> <laughs> a biggest fan. Biggest <laughs> All right. God. I'm gonna close it. Thank you for joining us for season twenty, episode four, twenty-two, episode four. Happy Jack's podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. He's probably not bragging. Have you seen his hands? <laughs> <laughs> look at his hands. Look at his hands. They're huge. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I just—I said my piece. Dark. <laughs> my name is Adam. 
<laughs> Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. And we'll leave you with a song. Yes. And don't forget, Sunday we've got uh, Blood, Blade, and Tusk, Tusk, our character generation yeah. session. Check out happyjacks.org slash schedule. We're going to go get a bottle of oxygen really for Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave the song. Thank you. in the bowl and he'll pass it back dry I'll drink from this bugger from morning to night so pick up your tankers and give them a lift the juice of the barley is God's greatest gift so drink it all down with bottoms up high pass me the bowl and I'll pass it back dry as a man of great piety, I drink none till noon. Then I shun sobriety and drink till I swoon. So pass him the bowl, he'll pass it back dry. I'll pray that fine ale rains down from the sky. So pick up your tankers and give them a lift. The juice of the barley is God's greatest gift. So drink it all down with bottoms up high. Loves hail fine and rude I'll subsist on barley Without want for food So pass him the bowl And he'll pass it back dry For me nose knows no repose When good ale passes by So pick up your tankers And give them a lift The juice of the barley Is God's greatest gift So drink it all down With bottoms of high from the soil So pass him the bowl He'll pass it back dry From the first day of May till the end of July So pick up your tankers and give them a lift The juice of the barley is God's greatest gift So drink it all down with bottoms up high Pass me the bowl and I'll pass it back dry me the bowl and I'll pass it back. The preceding program has
been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.